Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacrediconpodcast, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacrediconpodcast and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of the Sacred Icon Halo podcast, where we talk all things Halo, but sometimes get a little spicy. If you're listening to this, you're tuning in to Oddball, where we talk about things outside of the Halo universe. Brian is again on Respawn, so joining with me today are two awesome people, Justin, back again from our retrospective, another Halo episode, and for the first time, Jeff. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? What's up? Excited to be here. Heck yeah. What's going on, Justin? Uh, not much. Just enjoying the day so far. All right. Cool, cool. So I decided uh, it would just be kind of fun for us to do a top 10 list of our favorite games of all time, because uh, I like top 10 lists, and everyone's is always super different, and mine's always changing, so, man, yeah, we already kind of talked about that. Yeah, so, all right, so I'm just going to kick it off. And then I'll pass it to you, Justin, and then Jeff, and we'll just circle back around. So we're going to go from the, the 10 up to the first one, okay? Sound good? Okay. So my top 10, man, it's going to be, t- this was super tough because I got a couple honorable <laughs> mentions. We might save them for the end of the episode. Super tough. Yeah. So Lord of the Rings, The Third Age. Did either of you guys ever play that game? The Third Age? I did not, no. This was an RPG. It was turn-based. Kind of like Final Fantasy. What no. system was this on? X- OG Xbox and PlayStation 2. Uh, nope. I played several Lord of the Rings games, but that one is not okay. I, I think I played the Fellowship one. Yes, that one was based off the book. Did you beat okay. it? No. You played I, that too, I didn't you? The, yeah, you start off as Frodo. Yeah. I remember like you walk uh you're walking through like the haunted woods and there are trees that move and shift and they like have faces. Yep. Then yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a long... I think I rented that from the movie store. Yep. You know, that's how long ago that was. I remember getting that free with, like, a bunch of trade-ins. With I traded in so many games at GameStop, and I got 
that free along with some other I think it was Return of the King but that one I didn't know was based off the book and I played through it I had no idea what was going on and then yeah, it, it was yeah it was it was weird but but it was a super cool game. game but anyway Third Age I really like because it's they based it off like Final Fantasy X so it literally follows that same kind of structure and like the, the turn base it's literally copy pasted but the interesting thing about it is because EA had the license at the time they couldn't uh trying to think how to phrase it they couldn't do things outside of the movie events so like they could only do what stuff was in the movie or mentioned in the movie so like you're following the fellowship throughout the entire game you're just behind them and at certain points you catch up so it's weird like when you fight the Balrog you're literally there with Gandalf on the bridge oh really yeah like the party yeah so it was turn based combat and it had characters that were sort of like generic versions of like all the ones in the movies you'd have like a, an Arwen type girl or an Aragorn type dude that's kind of like what's like, happening with Sony and Marvel right now, how they can only, with the new Spider-Man movie, yeah. they can only reference what's already Did you see or, the new trailer for Morbius? Um, I or did, the trailer, I, should I say. forgot all about it. Yeah, well, because it has Michael Keaton. I, it, yeah. It has, has and he was in, yes. Yeah, so I just saw Jared Leto and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> did you, you think it looks kind of good, right? Or so I think so it'll so. be alright. I, I, I don't know if we'll go to the movie theaters to see it. Yeah, but I I'm think it, the same way. I want it. I'm excited to see it. I thought it was going to be a Spider-Man movie, not a Morbius movie. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Spider-Man. I mean, that'd be cool if he cameos, right, but I don't. Real quick, mm-hmm. so Sony is trying to backdoor their way into the MCU, and they, they've been doing it with Venom as well. This is really, really off topic. So just, just no, you're good. Just, Go with it. They're, they're I really trying it. to backdoor their way into the MCU. That's what they did with Venom. Yeah, Venom is not officially a part of the MCU, but because of all the stuff with the, the Spider-Man agreement they have. They're just trying to get a, a part of that, like a slice of that pie. Yeah, they're trying um, to cash in right now, and, and they, they, it gives them more like legal rights and stuff like that. I, I believe in the future, if certain things happen, that's what they're pushing for because they themselves are burning things down the drain over at Sony Pictures. I wonder if they're almost trying to do like a Sinister Six thing, like build up like six individual villain movies and then kind of like go into a like have their own Spider-Man, a Sinister and, Six, yeah, type deal, something yeah. like that. But yeah. yeah, back on back on topic though. Yes. I loved that game because it, it it reminded me of the events of the movies, which is what made me fall in love with Lord of the Rings. And But it did explore little tiny elements outside of the movies, like maybe areas they mentioned and stuff like that. But the, the most crazy thing about it was at the very end, you go from Pelennor Fields where there's the huge battle, and remember in Return of the King where there's the ghosts and they all come on there and the yeah. field and everything. So you go from that battle fighting down there and you just teleport the next battle, you're on top of... I can't. I can't think of what the tower is called. But you're literally fighting the Eye of Sauron. Like, oh, really? Literally, it was ridiculous. Like you're fighting it. Yeah. The Eye. Yeah. You're literally going up, going up, running up the sword, and just attacking it, or shooting it with a bow, or casting spells at it, and then it just ends. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so the ending was super, super <laughs> underwhelming, but overall, it was a really good game. I, 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 I love it so much. But Justin, what's yours, man? My number ten yeah. top favorite game of all time. Yeah. Let's hear it. All right. So. I just want to put into perspective for people that are listening that there are only so many experiences somebody can have in their life. Um, I haven't played every game. I'm sorry, my favorite games aren't your games and everything, you know. It, 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 eh. So, with that being said, um, I'm going to pick a game that is not that great a game in retrospect. This is kind of rose tinted glasses, and I have to go based off of my experiences as I played them and, and you know, where I was. And no, that's totally fair. I mean, I think... Yeah. I think... Uh, 
that nostalgia definitely plays a part in my yeah. top ten list. You can definitely go back and replay a lot of games, and it just doesn't hold up. Yeah. Um, I didn't even write this one down on my list, but just talking about Spider-Man, um, I gotta put uh, the Spider-Man game for PS1? PlayStation One, the first not, one. Yeah, not Spider-Man Two on the original Xbox or anything like that, but that that Spider-Man game where you had like all these crazy. You know, things happened. You had Doc Ock Carnage at the end chasing you. Yep. Remember that? Like, how hard that was running yeah. towards the camera. You had, uh, 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 Black Cat was in that Black game. I remember. Hat. You had Stan Lee narrating the beginning of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, that was amazing. Yeah. I had, I had this demo disc of that, and it was just like one of those yeah. PlayStation ones you'd get, and it had several other games on it. And I played that first mission over and over and over and over and over. Oh my god! And I, I always played it in the back of my mind because I was like, maybe the rest of the game will unlock if I keep playing it, <laughs> <laughs> so, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but, but yeah, dude, that was a good game. It was yeah, a really good game. And after you beat it, you could play as a oh the all Green the, Goblin. Yeah, and all the unlockable costumes. Well, was that the movie get? game or was that the actual first one? I, I can't know. remember. I don't. I don't remember that. The first, the very first Spider-Man game. I know it was. I think that was the movie game one. Are those different then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like okay. these. This is the very like. Well, that one was. That was Xbox. It was Xbox PS2. Yeah. There's been a ton. Yeah. I think. I think. I know what you're talking about. I it's think the first that's what it is. 3D Spider-Man game. I believe there was. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. On the PlayStation One, and it, it. You go back now. It's just all like blocks on top of blocks that are colors. Yeah. It's terrible. In my head, I see. It, the game literally ends though with like the Punisher and Daredevil. Daredevil was in it. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And all these characters, and they're all sitting playing a card game. Yep. Thinking, oh, I remember gruff, that. Gruff, oh my gosh. Grizzled, you know, people in there. That, you know, someone's like, "Do you have this? No, go fish. They're playing go fish, not <laughs> poker." You know what's something. funny is I remember that was developed by NeverSoft, and that was like around yeah. that time that they did like Tony Hawk. Remember? Yes. I think Pro. Did you play the Tony Hawk? Games? Oh yeah. Yeah. So. To, Pro Skater 2 had Spider-Man as an unlockable character. I think the third one had Darth Maul and Wolverine. I don't even know how they got Darth Maul <laughs> looking back on that. Oh my god, yeah. 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 Rest in peace, Neversoft. Yeah. yeah. We'll never be hard again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I loved the the first Spider-Man game. It was super, super good. I remember you could unlock, like you said, all the costumes. And, dude, all the costumes were super great. I remember they had this one called the Amazing Bag. Yes! Man. Yeah. I, it was like Baghead or Bagman. That Fantastic was, Four. Yeah, yeah and that was like, dude, that was that was awesome. I didn't even know what he was from. Like, I just assumed it was from Fantastic Four because of the the gear, but I didn't yeah. know that he had like joined them for a little bit. So that was pretty cool. But anything else you want to say on that one? No, that's that's pretty much. It. I just have super a, good game. That, yeah, it was again. If you go back and play it, maybe it won't hold up, but I as a kid does. playing that, I uh, so so much so much joy. The second one I remember too, Enter Electro. Like, I that was good. But I remember, I think they had some issues when it was like first coming out because I think in the background, or no, in the game, the boss battle, I think, took place around the the trade center, World Trade Center, and then oh that around gosh. the time that game came out was when all that stuff had gone on. They had to delay it, take that stuff out or something. So it wasn't so much controversy as it was like it caused a delay in it. But like, yeah, I remember there was something about that, and it just kind of like coded that game. It's just kind of like gotcha. associated with it. So but. yeah. But uh, the first one, super good. Yeah, I didn't do my laundry or chores or something, so I didn't get the second game. <laughs> <laughs> you were a bad boy. All right, Jeff, what about you, man? What's yours? Yeah, and also just to preface, you know, or preface that uh, these games are, you know, my opinion, and like you had said, too, they're always changing. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, just like my Star Wars ranks. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead with uh, my number 10 will be Hunter the Reckoning. Ah, we were just talking about this on yeah. the way out. That's oh, cool. Gosh. 
I would honestly put the whole uh, like franchise together, you know what yeah. I mean? But I'll say the first one would be my most favorite because uh, that really got me into Xbox. That's how we got our first Xboxes because we used to play it as a family with my uh, my old uh, step aunt, basically, you know. Okay. And we played it so much that we begged her to bring over her Xbox all the time. She ended up buying us our own. That's awesome. And a copy of because that of game. Hunter. Yeah, because that's pretty of crazy Hunter too because yeah. a lot of people had it for like Halo. And like Kotor, Morrowind, even yours was Hunter the Reckoning. Hunter That's the Reckoning. Cool. Do you yeah. remember that game? I only played the demo of that uh, at my grandpa's house. Oh, okay. It did, man, it's weird. I kind of miss demo discs, but yeah. Oh, it was it on one? Did it have like a bunch of different ones or on it? I think there was a couple different ones. It, used to, it was uh, OXM, I believe it was called. Oh Xbox yeah, Magazine. that's right. Like a it had the disc yeah. in with every issue. That's right. Back when you know internet was still slow and you only way you can get like demos. Hey, wait, do they even do demos anymore? Kind I, of. I guess Resident Evil had a one shot demo or whatever, but yeah. Well, I'm trying to think because like that was before. Or two, I think Xbox Live launched in 2002 or three. Yeah, and I think they, I remember the sports games were called the XSN or like Xbox Sports Network or something like that. So like, I think Hunter was like 2001, 2002. Does that sound right? It was okay. really early, yeah. Yeah, and but you like still an amazing game, really right. dark themed. You know what I yeah. mean? With the uh, vampires and where and it was four player like co-op. Right? Yeah, it was four player co-op. You you all share the same screen, but yeah. it was amazing. Like my entire family would sit down and play that. Oh, so for real? so many times that. My step aunt got tired of us using her Xbox and like were us begging her to leave it there. You yeah. know what I mean? That she ended up buying us her own for Christmas. But yeah, Hunter the Reckoning and then the PlayStation 2 version was Wayward. And then the third one is uh, Redeemer, which is. Oh. They're, all, they're all great in their own ways. But yeah. yeah, the second one is like a prequel and then the third one is a, is a sequel. So. Okay. But yeah, they're all super good. I beat them all, you know, uh, the first and second one over and over again. So yeah. they're all pretty amazing. And yeah, that that's my number 10. For if sure. you could like, like in the list of like hypothetical remakes that you could get out of like games, like oh. would that be like at near the top somewhere, if not oh. the top? As long as they, well, okay, I'm really tired of all the remakes and reboots that we have gotten. Yeah, but totally if they fair. were to remake one, you know, I wouldn't even mind a digital remaster or something like that of all three because I think they're good in their own way like in, in the one gameplay. package or something yeah That'd be you cool. know what I mean and yeah. release it to all the consoles and stuff because people should re-experience that it was a, it was a great game great couch yeah. co-op game you know what I mean yeah with absolutely a, with a super dope story like if, so. they, if they just did if they didn't even do a remake per se but just did a remaster like, oh so yeah it's available. I'd be all for it yeah dude I'm I would just, totally get that too I'm you, so over remakes at this point I get so. it it's oh, God, yeah. I, so there's some I'm definitely excited for obviously like Xavier we're all excited for Final Fantasy Resident Evil 7. Remake. Yeah, that's even a reimagining. That's true. That's well. that's a huge. Yeah, that's. I don't. There's like what remaster, then you have remake, then probably a reimagining or a reimagining. Re- yeah, yeah, and reboot somewhere. Well, also with Re- Final Fantasy 7, like the whole country of Japan is you know hyped to attend. Yeah, it's crazy. That. Yeah, it's like their whole nation is you know all about oh, that yeah. game. So what were you gonna say, Justin? Oh, uh, I'm nothing. <laughs> well, did you play Hunter the Reckoning at all? Just the demo disc. I, oh god! But you never played just, it. But did you like what you played of it? I did. Okay. I did. Uh, I, it, I didn't ever expect to think of that game again. To be honest, though, okay. we were even talking about. You were talking about maybe purchasing it so we could sit down and play it one time. Yeah, that would up. be amazing. Dude, yeah, it'd be so much fun. It's, it has a really good story. It's really good. Uh, really cool combat. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you're basically like. Uh, Vampire hunters, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, you play as uh, one dude did like a crossbar. I remember. Yeah, he was a like a priest. He, he was father. I can't remember his name, but he was a father. And then uh, you also 
There was a, a cop, a female cop, who was okay. there at the city that you play as a biker, and a uh, a Chinese girl who her she was a martyr was her like special ability. So she sacrificed her health to do more damage. And stay. It was really cool, mystical type. Yeah, because I, I think I told you this a while back, but I remember playing it with I think Eric and our friend Nate. And we had run, this was like back when we didn't have Xbox Live. So this is back around the time I think the game was still new. And we went to I think it was family video and we rented it. And I I had it was a boring experience because I can't remember the character Nate had, but he was just like running, running and gunning. gunning yeah. And I was like with my crossbow trying to stay back, and he was just just running through the level, just mowing them down. And I was like, well, I'll just. <laughs> Run in the back here for moral support. This yeah. is this is fun, but it, it was super fun. It was, yeah, it's a really good game. <laughs> yeah. So the characters like get uh, powers associated to them when the evil like takes over the city or whatever. They're yeah. basically chosen with like what their personality was. You know okay. what I mean? That's how they get, get imbued with their abilities, which is kind of cool. They're kind of like was it? chosen ones, basically. How many hours was that? You think in terms of like. Well, well, you could like you could run through it really quickly, but I would say it's like eight to ten hours. But you could probably get through it in five if you That's know not bad if you know the old. story and the, where to go. There's like side missions, you know what I mean? But yeah. Each one's like a like there's like ten levels, and uh, if you know where to go, it's super quick, super easy. Okay. But, uh, totally off subject, but this totally reminds me of it. Um, did you ever play the Evil Dead games? We he and I were talking about this at work not too long ago. So yeah, which yeah. one did you play both of them? Well, I, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know there's more than two, but I mean the ones that were on the Xbox. There's more than two. Oh, uh, there was Hail to the King on Dreamcast, and I, I think I PS1. That one. Didn't play that one either. You didn't either, right? No. Uh, Fistful of Boomstick, I still have here somewhere, actually. Yep. Oh, really? Um, I didn't beat it. I didn't. I wanted to beat it. I got to, uh, I, I want to say, like, over halfway. Okay. I felt like I got into some town, and that was as far as I got. I, I would love to beat that someday, but there's just... Uh, there's so many other things to do. There's too many games. There's games that are coming out. There's games that I have in my backlog that I bought because he knows I buy them and then I oh, don't play yeah. them for Well, a I've time. been getting into the habit as well. And so. then there's games I still need to finish. There's games I want to replay. And yeah. there's games that people recommend to me. Just not enough yeah. hours in the day. Um, Re- Regeneration, though, I've only played a bit of that. I've played maybe like the first two or three levels and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um However, there was definitely some interesting like, artifacts left over because it was a port from the last time I played it was on the 360, and like the lighting was weird. It was, it was like it was like boxy, like you yeah. could see like the polygons of the light. Yeah, so there was weird things huh. like that because it was a port. Okay. So huh, just engine issues, pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I beat Fistful of Boomstick, and then I remember moving on to Regeneration, and I liked it. Ten times more, but I never beat it. I never got past like the first level or area or whatever. Yeah. But did you play them? No, I haven't okay. played them. But I watched like uh, you know Cinemasker and stuff like that, like their reviews and stuff like that. Okay. Them, so. Okay. Okay. Well, huge yeah. Evil Dead fan too. So. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah did, was, you, did you watch Ash vs. the Evil Dead? Oh yeah. He's watched Twice. them. I haven't yet. I have, I've been I'm, trying to get this guy to I'm, watch it. I'm not sure if I finished this series or not. There's a third season just out on Netflix. It came out like uh, four or five months ago. I feel so. like I, I, I got stars to watch it and I can't, I feel like I finished it and I was just like, oh, okay. And then I have no recollection of the third season at all. <laughs> yeah. It ended. Yeah. Man. Uh, but yeah, those were super good because I, I told him that you'd got me into those. You, you had come over that one time years ago and we watched them. Like all, didn't we watch all three of them? Or was it just the first two? No, dude, we went to your, that was back yeah, when you were doing your dad in, in Burlington. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were over there that one night. Yeah. We, did we watch all three, or was it just the first we two? We watched the first one and the second one, and the third one I'd already seen. I'm not sure if you watched the third one. Okay, maybe I watched that separately, because I remember I bought them after, and then I like 
checked out If Chins Could Kill, that Bruce Campbell <laughs> yeah. book. Oh, yeah. my God. So. Uh, note to the audience, uh, if you have not seen Evil Dead 2, do yourself a favor, go watch that movie. There's another movie called High Fidelity where Jack Black tells... Uh, John Cusack about that movie, and he he sums up all the reasons why you should watch it in that. Oh. Watch both. I haven't seen High Fidelity. High Fidelity is great. great. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. It's, though. A, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, um, but yeah, getting back to it, over to me for number nine now is Tony Hawk's Underground. Oh, wow. oh. God, <laughs> yes. yes, yes, that was a big deal for me because I remember back when I was like flip flopping all between the one, like when I was a teenager. <laughs> I went through all these phases of like, I want to be a basketball player, I want to be an actor, I want to be a wrestler, I want to be, and then like the next week I played this, and then I was like, I want to skateboard. Skateboard, yeah. yeah. I want to do, and I never even attempted a single kick flip. I was just was like, oh, I can ollie. Check this out. I can ride it. Yeah, I can. Could, could you ever ollie? Barely, <laughs> barely. So I was. It was one of those things where I would stand on the skateboard and I'd be like. Okay, I'm gonna do a kickflip this time. And then I'd stand, I'd get my feet planted, I'd get ready to jump, and I'm like, Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, uh, like I'm gonna do it. Panic but, attack. Yeah, exactly. But I liked it because it was the first one I, I think that had like a story. Like, remember, did you guys beat? Yeah, it, it was, that would be the first yeah. one where because I did play Tony Hawk's one, two, three, and Underground was the first one where you had like a free roam yep. ability. You could walk around this city. Yeah, because I remember pick four up quests. And four stuff started like that. to go a little bit. Into that territory, I think then, that was after it was underground. Then four, I'm I could sure. be wrong. I think four was first, but you might be right. I think you might be right. <laughs> I think I'm right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I love that because it had an actual story, and you get to make your own dude. And yep, you, you start out, and it's the whole rags to riches, and you go from the point of like I think you have a rival, and his name is Eric, and he's there skating with you in a half pipe or something like that. And then I remember at one point. You do this awesome trick over like in the between this gap between these two buildings, and this dude films it, but it's so far away they can't see it's you. And then the character Eric gets that recording, claims it as his own, becomes <laughs> super popular in the game. And then you later on have to that's like prove yourself plot basically. Yeah. And then what? The, here's the thing though. I love that game. I love that experience. It made me like passionate about skateboarding. Made me interested in it more than just playing the games, and collecting the tapes, and everything. But then I remember Tony Hawk's Underground 2 came out, and I love the Jackass stuff. I always enjoyed Beeble Bam, all that stuff. But they did add a lot of that. But they added a lot. It had this old Jackass thing to going on with really it. the whole thing, yeah. And like, like I remember in the opening cutscene is literally you guys are there and you guys have bags over your heads, and they take them off, and you're there with this table or and then all these chairs with these other people, and there's Eric from the other game, and even though he stole your tape and you had the happy ending, he pees himself, and it just then they they. They talk about how they split you into teams of Bam's team and then I think Tony's team and stuff like that. And it just goes into this weird jackass world tour doing these stunts. Like it took the whole like pro skater aspect and was like they're down. We're they're making a it. jackass game. Yeah. Jackass the thing is is a lot right of people now. say it was really big. Between though, the yeah. two, that's their favorite one. That's the one I see people talk about the most, and it's weird to me. Yeah. Now I, I totally respect it. That one. Yeah, I beat it, but I don't blame you because I res- like I respect that people like that game. But for me, that first one was amazing because it was like that's the only skating game that I think is out there that where you get to really do a whole like what it's like to become a skateboarder. Oh yeah, I think and get your name out there and stuff. Yeah. The, fir- the first one underground. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they did what like, uh, yeah, they they did. Uh, I'm trying to think. Proving ground, and then I don't know. Uh, Twenty uh, Project Eight. I remember they also Project did. Eight. Yeah. And then they done they they did five and 
uh, stuff like that in the remake. They they really kind of just I saw I saw this entire YouTube video on the company they ended up going to uh, Tony Hawk did for yeah. uh, the you know after I think Project Eight or uh, the, the they did a bunch of I think DS or handheld games. Yep. And they used that same company to do... Oh, American uh, Wasteland, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they used the same company uh, to do the um, Tony, Hawk's, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 yeah. uh, redo. Yep. And uh, it, it, something about the, the people at that studio, they just didn't get it right. That's what I heard. So, I had never played it. I, I played the demo for it. it just yeah. I, I've gone back and replayed the original games 1 and 2. I never played any Tony Hawk with any story before, mm-hmm. so I this you know you talking about it it's it's, it's foreign to me. I I, I see I, I remember seeing you play it, but for me it's you know to, to me it's always going to be about like the competitions in one, and that first level of going down the uh, that uh, the ramp, ramp. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, sure. just oh the, the helicopter the grinding the helicopter. Was it the airport or what? No, it was a hangar. It was a hangar. Yeah, 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 it was a hangar. Yeah. So. Funny story, unrelated. Uh, we used to have a demo disc at my school in an original PlayStation. Uh, I went to th- an alternative school, so we were allowed to do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? That's all. <laughs> Me yeah, and this cool. one guy would go back and forth playing this three-minute demo of Tony Hawk's Underground 1. We got so good at it that we would eventually end up getting millions of points by chaining an unending combo with manuals and stuff like <laughs> that. Manuals? I did. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. And yeah, we would have a crowd of people watching us, you know what I mean, as we were sitting there going like 2 million, 3 million, you know what I mean? That's In this awesome. three-minute span of just... That would get my combos. adrenaline going knowing people yeah, start to walk awesome. over yeah, and like yeah, yeah. turn We also beat all of the first uh, uh, Twisted Metal game. Dude, we, I we miss those games. Be, you know, p- doing schoolwork, so... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Twisted Metal games were fun. Yeah, they were. Man. Uh, what about you, Justin? What's so, your... My number nine yeah. favorite? Number uh, nine? Num- number nine. <laughs> that Beatles reference. Number nine. Well, the interesting thing about the number nine is that John Lennon was born on the 9th of September. Yeah, no, it was October. Se- October. Yeah. And then whatever. Anyway, <laughs> he, he, when he died, it was the 8th in New York, but where he was born, it was the 9th. It's still crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it but, is but yeah. Anyways, number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh... So, this is a tough one. Um, I have a lot of really good ones to choose from, and I think I might have to switch some things around here. These were very tough to number. So. It is. Yeah. And, so. and keep in mind for those listening, I'm sure you guys are the same. Like Brian and I's like Star Wars rankings are always changing. I try to rank like the Mar- <clears throat> I've even tried to rank the Marvel films, like the MCU films, is super tough games. So I'm sure you guys understand. So it's the same thing. I'll have it is like you 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 Even, had your initial experience where you loved it, and you go back and you find something that you know you liked more or didn't like more. You have all the other ones, movies you rewatched, and you have like conflicting opinions because you have like two different experiences mm-hmm. of uh, experiences of watching them, and it's just kind of like hard to consolidate where you put the other. You know, like I like this, but it had that in it. Uh, this was cool, but mm, but that. Like your nostalgia versus your critic sense, ex- and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 and your and your overall like feeling. So, um, I, I get so it. my number nine is uh, a game on the Super Nintendo called X Men Mutant Apocalypse. Oh man, taking you back a little bit. Yeah, I think I played a little bit of that. Okay, okay. There was uh, it was an amazing game. Um, I, I've actually like I've I've. Uh, I've totally legitimately, you know, legally bought it recently, <laughs> and I've been playing it. Uh, yeah. and it's it's still amazing. The uh, the music, mm-hmm. the art, every, you, you can play as uh, 
I believe it was five characters: Cyclops, Psylocke, uh, Beast, Wolverine, and Gambit. Then yeah, I played that one too. Yeah. I was gonna oh, say I think I played a little oh, bit of it with Psylocke, and she has the purple fist yes. as like her main. Pretty sure that's yeah, even yeah, yeah. what got Xavier into X Men. I could be wrong, that but game? I think yeah, because he, I think he, him and I, Roman I played that. I feel like that got me into it a lot Uncle. too. It was I just remember like they don't there's I didn't have the manual because like when I was a kid I rented it, so you yeah. had to like I, I would like just playing on the controller and all of a sudden you know mashing things around. Austin Cyclops just, you know, he just shoots. And you're like, yeah, whoa! Special ability. Wasn't that at a point in time too when the games would actually come with the manuals, but most people stole them so they didn't have the manuals in there? Am I, yes, am I wrong? The big box cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they had like, you know, the the place here. There was like a local one, mm-hmm. you know, video and game rental store, and they would just like print the cover, and that's it. Oh yeah. Um, oh God, it was it was amazing though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that game. The music. Who was your favorite to play as? Oh, see, that's a tough one. Um, I want to say Gambit, but his level was pretty quick. Uh, Gambit was always my favorite X Men. Yeah, that's my favorite. And they did him dirty in the X Men movies. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, come really on. Dirty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you're telling me he was you know around you know Wolverine's original times. Get out of here. You're, you're dumb. Yeah. Well, I liked him you. in that game because he was strong melee and ranged with his uh, oh, throwing yeah. cards. And... That's the thing. That, that's the cool thing about Gambit. Dude can like touch anything, and blow it up. He yeah. chooses playing cards because he's just that cool. Yeah. <laughs> Energy transfer ability. Yeah. 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 Raging Cajun. Uh, what about you? The Raging Cajun. Yeah. Oh, for number nine. Yeah. What would your number nine be? That's a good one, though, man. That's kind of a. I wouldn't. Well, I guess I wouldn't say a deep cut, but it's like that's going pretty far back, which is awesome. Yeah. So, so. my number nine is also a Super Nintendo game. Oh. It's called Super Metroid. Sure oh, I've know. never played the Metroid games. Me either. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Super Metroid, uh, super amazing game. Uh, me and my sister used to co-op that for hours upon hours. We probably beat it more times than we could count. I didn't even know it was co-op. And well, it's not co-op, but like we would, sit, oh, we would hang out with each other. I you know what I mean? And play. So we would just take turns. You know what I mean? We've, we, me and her have mastered that game. Not only that, but like her son, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Has played it. My daughter's played it. So it's like it's like, oh, like a family. It's a tradition. family. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Actually, super, it's a it's an amazing. Uh, Kind of like a, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's a wandering game, Castlevania esque, or the, you know, I guess Castlevania kind of followed the Super Metroid route of having a map and going and collecting items. You know what I mean? It was kind of an open exploration type deal, you know. So, yeah. But yeah, super amazing, super super cool game with very limited story, but it was still yeah, amazing. they kind of didn't have as much story back then. No, not really. I mean, I had like few a little, di- a, a little bit of dialogue right there at the beginning. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, Metroid One and Two really had no dialogue at all. Hmm. Whereas this one started off with a little intro. But from this game, you know, spawned some of the greatest villains of any game ever. You know, Ridley, Mother Brain, Kraid, Space Pirates. You know. That's crazy. I mean, that is a super popular game. I know super of it. Super popular. I just, yeah. yeah. But I also never owned a Super Nintendo. I had oh, yeah. a, we had an original Nintendo. But Justin an NES, just yeah, they had a Super Nintendo here, so yeah, yeah. but um, that's pretty good. We it was our it was our second Super Nintendo because the first one, uh, I uh, was a big fan of Ghostbusters as a young kid, uh, four years old. I saw that movie, loved it, mm-hmm. and uh, one day I saw that scene where they put some uh, syrup. <laughs> oh no! In the toaster. I don't remember <laughs> this story. <laughs> it was the syrup. It was slime. Uh, the slime and the toaster. Yeah, they they it. It Ghostbusters too, right? Yeah, they use yeah. the NES advantage to control the Statue of Liberty. Yep, and you try it. You... <laughs> there was a there was a dancing toaster scene where oh the to oh yeah in the courtroom. Okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. know where it's going then? Yeah, 
So my mother drank Mountain Dew all the time. It was just happened to be like a half, you know, half a can of Mountain Dew. I just go up and go, hmm. This is going to dance now. <laughs> I do remember... It's imbued with the, I the do, energy. I do remember my father saying something that he would never buy another game console again. And then you later on got an Xbox from him, which is very cool. When it wouldn't turn on, he was furious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet that was a bad day. And I and they never knew it was me. Oh. <laughs> I was just sad that, like, I didn't realize it was, like, 400 bucks plus at that oh, time. Yeah. Even yeah. more. No, you're just a kid. Yeah. yeah. I but, thought you were going to try to, like, use it as, like, one of the traps, you know? Like, yeah. a, I can't even think of what that thing's Did I see? I did that? That was one of my brothers or sisters. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's see. Is it back to me? Yeah, it's back to me then, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep, okay. So, yeah, my, my seventh one. I'm sorry. Eighth. My eighth, yes, thank you. Uh, that is Vice City. Right at the thought of Vice City. Oh, nice. Very so, nice. Yeah. This, this one almost, like, it just beat out another game. But, dude, I've never beat it. But I loved the heck out of that game. I remember Dad renting that for me, and then eventually I got it for Christmas one year because I played it so much. And like, I love the '80s. I love the aesthetics and everything, despite the cheesiness. But it just—it had an awesome playlist. It encapsulated that whole like, like uh, Scarface kind of like oh, yeah. that vibe and everything, for and like sure. Tommy Versetti With the and, mansion. And, yeah, and, uh, just driving around like. I know now, it's kind of like you said with, I think, Spider-Man on PS1, like, I know if I played it now, it would be super dated, and you have that texture pop in, where you can't see buildings, you know, (laughs) a mile down, but then you start driving and they start loading in, and they just manifest, but, dude, I had such a good time with that game, but I I, I remember I could not beat it, there was some mission I was just super stuck on, and I don't know if I had a Game Shark at the time, you guys remember Game Shark? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, did you... Did you oh, beat that? You I, beat it? I beat oh, yeah. that. Oh, you beat I, it? Was, okay. Yeah. Was the ending pretty good? Because yeah. I think I saw it years later. I can't remember now. It's been I, so long. I remember where the ending was. I remember... It was in a mansion, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Definitely. Um, that's where you're getting all your star- Scarface vibes is that Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it basically is Scarface the game. You know, it, Except it, for the actual game, Scarface the game. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that was Scarface. Yeah, it was Scarface. <laughs> yeah. The world is yours, which is also a really good. I've game. heard that's really good. Yeah. The premise was just yeah, weird to me. It's like, it. oh, he lives. Never played it. No, no. Yeah, I heard it was good though. Wait, he, he lives at the end. Yeah, oh and my you God. know what? I had a friend who was so addicted Spoiler! to it. We went to go hang out with the uh, with some girls, and yeah. he ended up wanting to leave early. And I was like, all right, bud. You know, I'll go with you. And we go back, and I was like, so why do you want to leave? And he was like, trying to sell some more keys. I was like, you're talking about Scarface right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I was so bad. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, that was that soundtrack too. That, it was that, amazing. Top and of not line. just the soundtrack. And GTA has always done this, but having all these great snippets, these like hilarious little bits. Oh, the commercials. Oh, yeah. the commercials. Yes. I would like to do that for this podcast. Actually. <laughs> yeah, would <laughs> be great. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Like, I'm like a kind of RoboCop. So many ideas. I love. I love how many ideas always come out of like even when I'm doing it with Brian, just manifest out of like just recording stuff. But yeah, uh, dude, I absolutely loved Vice City. And I played the heck out of it, oh, but I, if I could get any Grand Theft Auto remade, I probably would, I would have that one. Vice City, not yeah. San Andreas. Vice City. I love San Andreas. Yeah, I skipped. Now I'm not, I don't have that on here, but I need to mention I skipped school. <laughs> that game came out. I remember that game came out, and I was talking to Eric in science class, and I was like, "Yeah, my mom. Rent, uh, she said she was going to rent that for me today. I'm going to play it when I get home." Eight days later, I came back to school, and I was like, "I beat it." Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love San Andreas. Yeah. Uh, what about you, man? Over to you. Uh, so for number, number yeah, San Andreas eight. is great too. So oh, yeah, yeah, definitely okay. 
Definitely, definitely good. So number eight. Um, I'm going to have to go with Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Ooh, nice. In very nice. Uh, I played it on PC, and I actually... This sounds insane. Absolutely insane. I did not use the mouse and keyboard. I did not even use a, uh, a controller, like a PC controller. Yeah. The joystick? or I used a joystick that you'd use for... Imagine playing as Dash Rendar with those controls with a joystick. Wow. You trigger. Yeah. yeah. I did that. I beat that game like that. Like That's one of crazy. The no, it was most tough. notorious, hardest N64 yeah. games ever, and you beat it with a joystick. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That I'm, is pretty I'm cool. Kinda, I'm kind of awesome. Do you feel yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. It's like, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing I'm... You, you can find a lot of people, uh, a lot of videos and retrospectives on like Star Wars games, and they'll, they'll always talk about that first level on Hoth, um, and that's that's the first time you ever got to actually like fly under yeah. the ATATs, not ATATs because it's not ATATs, it's not ATSTs, it is ATSTs, it's ATAT people, not ATAT. Yeah, don't don't be lazy, just because it's simple. Yeah, I don't care. You can't. Anyways, but yeah, the first level is amazing. But a lot, of, a lot of the game gets a lot of flack because it's not as good. Um, yeah. The people will say, uh, but I enjoyed it all the way through. You get to see Bubble Fett. Yep. Um, IG eighty eight, I think too. IG, or Mantel. The IG eighty eight yeah. um, level mission. You have to fight him. Uh, there was the oh my god, so many cool things. I yeah. remember on the Hoth level towards the end, you fight an ATST by itself. Yep. And. I had no idea how to beat this thing because it took forever to take his, his like his health down like ninety nine percent you know forty you know forty minutes later of shooting him ninety eight percent and I'm like I asked my dad for help and like my dad he grew up like the Pac Man era in you know you know get all, get, get all the get all the you know the, the Pac Man eat all the bubbles and whatever mm-hmm. and so I'm like Dad how do I beat this he's just like I'll just shoot all the boxes and so I killed I, I killed every box I just destroyed every single box I yeah. shot them all and then like I'm still here what am I supposed you actually have to kill the guy. You're supposed to get like missiles and stuff like that. I used them already, so I had to like use oh. the blaster. And finally, like it took forever, but I got it. But I always have that memory of that game, um, as well as the last level. Okay. The last. Do you remember the last level? I've never actually gotten to play it because I didn't have a 64 and I didn't oh. have a PC. Well, I did. It was Dad's, and I played Dark Forces on it, which I loved. Okay. That's not on my okay. list, but I loved that game. A but, lot yeah. of people love that game. Yeah. We're talking about Shadow right now. Oh wow! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. I still have to play that someday. But uh, the last level is basically just pretty much the ending of uh, uh, the, the Return of the Jedi, where they're flying into something and trying to blow it up from the you know the the inside. It's a space. Oh, battle. okay. I forgot all about the the, the space battles in that were really cool too. Hmm. Like there's a star destroyer there you can shoot, but its health really doesn't yeah. go down. That'd be cool to see that get remade. Did that you ever play that? Be- I did. I rented it from the movie store. I probably got maybe four or five hours in before I gave up and yeah. returned it. It was really, really hard. So. Yeah, I've heard it's difficult, and you make it sound difficult with that one battle. I, I beat that did you, so did many you times. Did you ever play? Remember the like Rebel Assault games where it was like it's kind of like oh, live action. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were very short. The st- you ever, okay. I I got the second one where they're like they're making like the triangular like it's like an experimental something like um, that. Type it's fighter. been a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. It was Those basically cool an on rails shooter, and you can just like use the cursor, like the thumbstick or whatever to. Yep. Oh, that was in the PS. That was before the thumbstick, actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it, oh, 
forgot that existed for yeah. Man. Pretty cool though. But Shadows of Empire is a really great choice. Yeah. So I didn't I, I didn't realize how much of an effort Shadows of the Empire was with the comics uh, books yeah. and in the game. Yeah, because for those sort of you know, for those listening, like when they did Shadows of the Empire, it was a multimedia project labeled as everything but the movie. So they had the game, which was from Dash Rendar's perspective, the book, which was sort of the, the movie itself, but it was the novelization. Then you had a comic, which focused on Boba Fett. Then you had uh, a soundtrack by Joel McNeely, I think it was. And they actually used a sample of one of his tracks, John Williams did, in the opening of Revenge of the Sith. Did you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, dude, super good. Then all the toys. I still remember wow. when Mom came home one time, and she was like, can you help me unload the groceries? And um, I went in the back of the trunk, and there was Prince Shizor, and I think oh, God, a Grandma yeah. Tarkin figure. And I was like, who is this guy? And it's the shows of the Empire, and it looked all cool. Oh, so cool. Dude, real quick, remember we went to that comic book store, and there was the Outrider Dash Windar yep, ship? Yep, And I was like, I just, I wasn't going to buy it, but I was like, I asked like the lady there, you know, how much does this cost? And she was just like, well, if you just look at it. And I was Thanks. just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think her store went under, you know, unfortunately, but like maybe some better customer service would have been good. And then she like takes it down and she's like, it says right, uh, it's, well, don't make me look dumb now. She couldn't find it because she put it on there. <laughs> you like, like, oh, <laughs> maybe you put it on there, but yeah. you couldn't find it. Wouldn't have to ask you. Right. It's uh, what, free. What about yours, man? What's your eight? Number eight. Number eight. Uh, also a Nintendo 64 game. Ooh. It's Turok, the Dinosaur Hunter. Turok. Oh, okay. Did you ever play the Turok games? I, I, after they made uh, the, the one on the PS3? Yep, the remake. Yeah. They, they remade it. Um, after that, I never played the re- remake, I believe. But I did find it on N64, and I had nothing else to do, so I was like, okay, I'll try this out. Yeah. And I remember nothing of it. Oh, <laughs> nice. Well, what made you love it? Well, okay, it was uh, it came to me in the mail. My grandma, who lived in Florida, she mm-hmm. still lives in Florida, but uh, she likes to send me things, you know what I mean? And that was probably my first personal Nintendo 64 game, yeah. And that was actually the game that I, I fell in love with it, and I marathoned it for days on end until I was finally able to beat it. So I felt super, it was super rewarding to beat it. It was also very difficult, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I bet. I was very young, too, so... It was just uh, it was super rewarding to play the 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 themes and the setting and you know I love dinosaurs I always wanted to yeah. be like a you know paleontologist me too when yeah, I saw yeah. as soon as I saw Jurassic Park I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do now yeah and uh, it was super amazing you know you get a bunch of cool high tech weaponry there were super cool bosses uh, the most memorable being a, a giant cybernetic T Rex with a laser that sounds eye awesome yeah it was awesome it was super hard. Also, there was uh, two sequels, Torok Two: Seeds of Evil, and then there was another one for PlayStation Torok Three. I can't remember what it was called, something like Chaos, but you play as descendants of uh, Torok himself. So okay, it was pretty cool, pretty cool. And then uh, obviously the remake on Xbox 360 and PS3 or whatever. That one was all right. It didn't really have the same like vibe. Uh, Torok is actually a name given to Indian warriors or even people. Well. The, the second one and the third one were set in the far future as opposed to, like, the far past in a different Which reality. Which is the first one. Yeah. Gotcha. But they're, like, chosen by time and fate okay. to, uh, to bring, like, balance to the, yeah. to the whatever planet they were on. To you the know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the third one was kind of like a crashed explorer ship, basically. Oh, okay. And he was, like, a space... What? I remember playing the 360 one. Yeah. I remember playing the 361. I actually rented it, and I, I didn't get far in it. But I remember you could do the assassinations on the, yeah, the they, Raptors. That was so cool. Yeah, I liked it that. was it was cool. But yeah, basically your main adversary in that is one of your fellow Marines who like turned evil. 
uh, as opposed to like a evil entity. I remember that game having amazing graphics, and I've it never was played really, it now. Yeah. And, yeah. like, yeah, one of your other main adversaries was just a, a singular T-Rex or whatever. Okay. Whereas in the first trial game, you probably destroyed hundreds of them, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's pretty good, man. That's a pretty good one. I, I remember when they came to Xbox, or, yeah, Xbox One, like, remastered. And I was like, are you going to get those? You're like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what? There was actually another Torok game. I don't remember the tag. Torok Evolution for PlayStation 2 and regular and original Xbox. And that yeah. one was really good. Also had a really good story. And yeah. there was uh, like flying scenes with a pterodactyl and stuff like that or a pterodon. Those were really good too. I love those games. You know, I can't say that I've played Turok, but I do remember in school there was a computer class and there was a game similar to this that instead of, uh, for some reason it was just on the computer, mm-hmm. and instead of actually doing any work, I would just like... As soon as the teacher's like not looking, just pull that up and just start playing. It was just you're just going around shooting dinosaurs. I have this distinct feeling is Jurassic Park Trespasser. Yeah, I don't think it which was. Which is a horrible game. Maybe it's a first person. <laughs> it was first person. I, I think it was. Did you look down and did you have a nice rack? <laughs> wow, because that's what that game is. You look. Well, I remember. Down. I remember there was the no help cooking was there. or spices or anything like that. So I don't think there was. <laughs> no, uh, no. This was just like a nothing. You know, somebody's like side project or something like that. Like not at the school, but like some. You know, was it a first-person shooter though? Yeah, it, it was not. I don't think it was anything ever published. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, like, okay. I, I think it was just a little. Because there was, yeah, there yeah. was a dress park trespasser, and it was. You looked down, and uh, the lady's cleavage. She had a tattoo on her yeah. breast, and that was your health. Heart. You really remember your, this? It was your health. No, I do. I do too. Because oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's how they. Yeah, yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah, that game was super ambitious, and it flopped hard. Oh, yeah. yeah, it had realistic like physics with the with the weapon aiming and stuff like yep. that. It's really just arm jiggling crazily. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's a pretty good one. Um, it was like a quick, physics sure. experiment. I, I just got to bring up the first time playing uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. Speaking of physics, yeah. and just being amazed. Oh, the Euphoria engine? The Euphoria, yeah. yes. Just, I was just blown away. Yeah. The, the kids today are spoiled because they don't know. They don't know. In Grand Theft Auto 4, <laughs> Nico, if you put him like on the halfway on the road and half on the sidewalk, he lifts his leg up onto the sidewalk. And that blew my damn mind. Oh, I yeah. Bet. Today the, the kids they don't details. know. That's a thing. Yeah. That's, this, that's in every game now. But back then it was it was kind of new. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good point. I remember we would just get into hijinks online and like <laughs> run me over. I'm right here at the burger joint. Come on, here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, my okay. number seven is Halo Two. Now I like, like I said, I, I've talked before. Halo Fox multiplayer is my favorite. Halo Three is probably my favorite campaign. But this one goes on there because of nostalgia. So, it's my only Halo game on this top 10 list, but I just have so much nostalgia attached, and I have, like, my first experience, I've said this on the show before, but I got the game when it came out, and I wasn't at all in the sort of multiplayer frame of mine, Mm -hmm. so I played the campaign, got to the Arbiter stuff, and I was like, this is kind of weird, and then I just still went back, pushed (laughs) through it. It was weird at the time. Now, it's like, by the time Halo 3 came out in 2007, I was like, I like this. This is cool. But those levels, I was always still a bit iffy on. But once I beat the campaign, I just kind of moved on until, like, 2006? Late 2005, early 2006, somewhere in there. And I remember my next-door neighbor, my friend JJ, I was going over into their basement, and his brother wanted his, like, his both his brothers wanted to play, and I was like, well, we don't, it's not four-player co-op. We can do split-screen. And I was like, let's do that. And we went on the map Ascension. I remember we played it. And I was really good. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And I didn't really mess around with split-screen multiplayer before. So that's a story in of itself. But overall, I have so much nostalgia attached to 
the land parties that came out of that, um, and the multiplayer experience of when I got Xbox Live, which is a weird thing, conversation for another time, but like I remember going to so many different friends' houses mm-hmm. and making calls like, okay, are you bringing your Xbox? You bring in your controller? You know, how many do you got? Do you have a disc? I'll never forget my friend Paul. Shout out to Paul if you're listening. I love you, dude, but you totally dogged me that one time because <laughs> I remember going across the street. We needed a copy of Halo. <laughs> we needed a copy of Halo 2, and Eric and I tried to coerce him, you know, kindly into you know, letting us borrow his because he didn't want to play that day. And he eventually gives us his limited edition tin steelbook of Halo 2. I get across the street and I'm like, I got it, guys. Let's get this started. And I open it up and my face goes, I just go numb because I see a copy of the Animatrix on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked, the, the part, the icing on the cake was I remember looking up across the street at that house and Paul's standing there in the window. <laughs> oh, I love that dude. But man, that sucked. That sucked. But yeah, there's just yeah, I have so much nostalgia attached to it. I love the story. It's 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 not my favorite. And multiplayer's not my favorite, but it was for a very long time. So it's just it's it's got a uh, It was pretty amazing, especially yeah. the first like hour where you're on Earth basically, you know Yeah, on uh, New Mombasa. Yeah. When you so jump cool. on the scarab Oh yeah, through uh, space. We we talked about uh, you know starship troopers the other day. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. that that you know you got those vibes. I got those vibes. Yeah, man. so cool. What is it? What does Chief say right before he takes it? He's like, "I'm giving them back their bombs." Yeah, earlier on oh, when he lands. God, no, yeah, it's before yeah. the new Mombasa stuff. They're like, yeah. "Chief, what are you doing?" Lord Hood says, and then he's like, "Yeah, giving the Covenant back their bomb." Dude, and then amazing. you get this amazing cutscene. Space oh, and yeah. just drifted over. I think they originally said Brian would have to correct me, but I think they originally said. They actually had a level plan where you actually go on the ship and do that stuff. But this uh, that could be the yeah. cutscene. I mean, the cutscene was great. You don't know that as a kid when you're playing through it. So, but yeah. anyway, yeah, awesome experience. We got the main show to talk about that stuff. Yes, though. so do. over we to do. you, man. Um, now I, I do like real quick that to say that you put Halo Two and not just because we could have easily done Halo Two, Three, Four, all in one list. I had to pick like one, that. yeah. And I had the same. We didn't talk about this. I had the same exact thing. Okay, uh, that'll come up later. So spoiler for my list. Uh, okay. But next, I have Red Dead Redemption. Ooh. Nice. Very nice. good. Very good. All right. Why is that on there? Because uh, okay, it's an amazing so. game. Uh, I, I liked so much about that game. There's so much you could do. It. it I, I'm. It's one of the, another game I was like replaying recently, too. But I still haven't beat Red Dead, Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 yet. Yeah. Uh, but so many things Jeff happened in that game, <laughs> yeah. story-wise, that just kind of blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it's been out for like, has it been almost ten years now? It came out in 2011. So we're, yeah, all right. If you haven't played it yet, maybe skip like 20 seconds. Hey, you know what? Everyone's going to understand. It's been almost a decade. It's okay. You had yeah. the shot. You okay. had we, already, shot. we already did a, a roundtable discussion on Rise of Skywalker. True. Like, so I mean, okay. it's, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, the ending where you're in that barn and they just start... family? Yeah, well, I, no, I think he's by himself. His family is, like, in the house or something. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, but, like, like that. it's, like, a happy... It's, it's almost always, a happy ending. Yeah, and then <laughs> and the government shows up and you go out and there's all these people and you're just trying to shoot as many as you can and you just get gunned down. And it's just, like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was You know, I know wow. about that ending... But I've never, I've never beat that one. But would you say it's kind of like the end of Halo Reach, where it, it at the end of the no. credits it has that thing where it's like survive. And, and in you in just a sense, but that's not the ending. Oh, okay. The ending. That's see, I almost don't want to spoil. No, it no, no. It's, it's okay. so good. 
the ending is like you know, 10, 15 years later, you come back as John Marston's son, and you track those people down, and you murder them. And get yeah. revenge. Oh, it was so awesome. That yeah. sounds super right? satisfying. Like, amazing. Yeah. Blew me away. It makes me want to play too, but like, uh, that that just, it was so cool. I've nah. never seen anything like that in a game before. I, I love that. That just blew me away. Yeah. yeah. Nope, super good game. Pretty amazing. Also, uh, Undead Nightmare. I bought that probably four or five different times and beat it like 100%. <laughs> it's amazing. I love zombie games too, so yeah. yeah. There you go. Man. That was amazing, man. That yeah. was absolutely also, where I learned how to play poker. Oh, yeah. Dude, I know. Some of those games, like Texas Hold'em and everything, I was like, oh, this is how it works. So, yeah, if someone ever does that, I'll be like, yeah, let's deal, you know? And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know where I'm going to play this. So, oh, yeah. Bluff, bluff. Great choice, though. What's yours, Jeff? My number seven would be Resident Evil 5 for... Xbox. Great choice! I know yeah. that game. I played that game and yeah, beat we that game. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's my, it's I feel good about this. I feel uh, good about myself right now. It is. It's a truly amazing, like a split screen or co op adventure with one of your buddies. Mm-hmm. It's that's you know, Resident Evil Four was amazing. I love all the Resident Evil games. I'll go ahead and say that. But Resident Evil Five just has a special place because it added that co op experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it did set the bar a little bit higher than Four with the action. You know, everyone says Resident Evil Four is a masterpiece, but Five. I think did it a little bit better, and the the action doesn't really take it away from me. It's gotten a lot of hate because it's really action filled, and you know we've obviously parodied it a ton, especially. At work oh and stuff, yes, you know? yeah. It's worth mentioning the whole time he and I played co op, we just fell into this like I don't know eighties eighties action, action voice where we were like, yeah. my god, yeah. <laughs> you know, like remember me, like yeah, the whole like uh, the the dude, the voiceover dude for Halo, you know, like oddball. You know, yeah, like, it was literally yeah, like that, but the, the entire time, time yeah, I was, was like, amazing. yeah, I'd sneak up behind somebody and be like, yeah, remember me? And be like, I'm back, you know? Yeah, it was just going back and forth, and then there was like one particular time where like, do you want me to say it or do you want yeah, to go, okay. no, go ahead. I was going to say, there's this, there's this one time, I'm playing as Chris, he's playing as Sheva, and it's at the very end, of, near the end of the game, they're on this plane, what was the dude? Wesker. Wesker. Fighting okay. Wesker. Okay. And you're fighting him, and there's these quick time events in there. Okay. So, like, <laughs> we're super into it. And at one point, what is. Okay. Like, he was hanging on to something like, he in was, the plane. He, yeah. Describe the setting. So, the plane is about to topple over, and the, the like, hatch is open. Like, yeah. You know, like, the, the loading hatch is open. And yep. um, Wesker had gotten injured to the point where he is falling through the air and he catches onto Sheva's legs. Yep. So she is holding on and he's holding onto her legs and Chris has to try and shoot. And Hargis messed up like five or six times in a messed row. Messed up five or six times. The first time, the first time it's he because just, like kept Chris it. makes his face in slow-mo and he's like, <laughs> and I kept doing that voice and Jeff and I are laughing and then I don't realize it. I don't realize a button prompt comes up. I miss it. She... She gets pulled down with them, and it goes into the "you're dead" screen, and, and she's, she's like, like "Chris!" Yeah. And then it happened, Shut like up. he said, five more times. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, go back to you, man. I'm sorry. We just, yeah, we almost couldn't breathe by yeah. the end of that. So yeah, that was hilarious. And yeah, punching the rock, but also Resident oh, Evil Six. Yeah, the boulder. Yeah, the boulder. Literally yeah. punching it with your with yeah. your enormous <laughs> muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Six is one with the the giraffe that was kind of yeah suggestive, right? It was a weird, it was a it weird was a looking weird, logo. Weird, but weird. I still need to play that with Jeff because I own that one. We played yep. a tiny bit, yep, but anyway, 
Well, I just think that, in, in retrospect, these games get a lot of hate, especially 5 and 6, because they ramp up the action, but I think that that's just the natural progression of how it should have gone, because 4 was good, everyone yeah. hails it as a masterpiece, 5 added a little bit more action, and 6 even took that higher, and I think that like the, the real fluidity of the combat... And the ability to like dodge and duck and weave, you know dip, what I mean? Dodge, yeah. dodge. Yeah, dip and dive, <laughs> duck and dodge, yeah, the five Ds. But yeah, I think that it was just a really good natural progression, and that's why that's my, my number seven. And honestly, the co-op experience. Co-op experience was so much fun. That's definitely going to go down as one of my top co-op yeah. experiences. Oh, yeah. Because of and, what came out of that. And I've also beaten it like 15 times with about five <laughs> well, different friends. I so. can tell it has a ton of replayability because of the most stuff. So, yep, yeah. yep, yep, Um Yeah, so let's see. This is number six now. Mine is Mass Effect 2. Love Mass Effect 2. Nice. Mass Effect 1, I totally respect. I think I experienced with KOTOR what people got with the first Mass Effect. The whole, like, story, and you get a party with you, and they kind of, like, begin to follow you and look up to you, and you can do the whole, like, light and dark side with the whole Paragon Renegade system and stuff. But for me, that game was underwhelming compared to what... Uh, I guess my expectations were, but when Mass Effect Two came out, it had this like, it just it felt like it took inspiration from like all these different like Terminator uh, aliens, you know, and all these different types of like like Rambo and all these different types of eighties like flicks and everything, and it just gelled it into this sci-fi epic thing, and it was amazing. Did you ever beat? Yes, so good. Did you ever beat it? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember. I didn't even know. Garrus was in the game until you get to you get to that point and he actually removes the helmet and it was like yeah. amazing. When I that look back amazing. on it, I'm like, how did when I started seeing him, like how did I not put together that was Garrus? But I just in my head, I was just like, okay, I'm with uh, Cerberus and these guys are off doing their own thing. Hopefully, amazing I see intro. him in the game. Yeah, Dude. super good intro. That was so emotional where you get sucked out of the Normandy. You know, and Joker's yeah, in there. To death and yeah, oh my gosh. And then, gravity. yeah, doing the suicide mission, which I remember the first time, like, I got, Morden had died, so I was like, not going to beat this. So then <laughs> I went back, I waited, and I went back and, uh, around the time Mass Effect 3 was coming out, and then I actually, like, did a 100% perfect playthrough. I actually have all but one Morden achievement died. on there. That's crazy. That uh, For Mass Effect 1, it's all but two for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh. It's class-related, but, yeah. I, I, oh my gosh, that was... Mine too. Yeah. I really liked the first game. Uh, they were very ambitious with it, and they went a bit, you know, too far, um, uh, in a lot of places. And uh, you know, with the the, the Mako, I think it was called the 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 yeah. vehicle. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And you yeah. know, they 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 stretched themselves a bit thin, especially with the side missions being on the same planet over and over again and everything. That was my problem with that. that was, is that I that liked the, the idea of Uncharted Worlds. I loved the story. The story overall felt super short to me, like the main story, and it felt like. The whole Citadel aspect was only there as a means of giving you side quests that would get you to Uncharted Worlds. And when you got there, then it was just like two different copy-paste bases, of like like mining bases and like... An outpost. Basically. An outpost, basically. And it was just like, it was the same thing every time. And it just wasn't as, I don't know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the, fun. The upgrade system was odd. It was kind of confusing. I remember playing it the first time and everything, but two... Did away with all those problems and they just made it fun and streamlined. Yeah, and it just it, they did such a good good job on that. Uh, then it was again like when you, for me, I guess playing as a different character uh, in a game is just like oh wow, ooh. like you know, when you play as Joker, uh, and he's oh, like yeah. limping along with like yeah. just being like invaded. No, like, yeah, yeah, oh my god, it was that's crazy. It was, it, was, it, was, it was it was yeah. crazy. Yep, 
It was great. No, it's super good, and you love it too. Yeah, I was oh, debating sure. on whether or not to put that on there, but I assumed you would. You know what I mean? I'm I, sure we oh, good call, man. I'll talk about I, it. You know me so well, Jay. I yeah. would have put it on my <laughs> list, but I've gotten soured with the series after three. Andromeda. Yeah, Andromeda. A, a, after three and on Andromeda. I, think Andromeda I liked three, but I see the faults in it it's because of the yeah. ending stuff. But Andromeda, he's beat that. Yeah, I beat it. Really he, you played through the story. You kind of. Yeah, and I played a bit of it. I want to beat it, but I can see why people don't. I like think it that Mass Effect one, two, and three were. A really good trilogy, but obviously, you know they have their flaws. EA got their grubby little hands. Well, I don't know because yeah. I feel like I feel like at the same time it could be to EA's credit. I don't know as to why Mass Effect Two is a lot more streamlined. It's more it becomes like as I feel like as that trilogy progresses, it becomes less of an RPG and more of an action game. Like Two is yeah. like an action RPG. Yeah. Three is like action. Straight like action, Three yeah. kind of reminds me of like exactly Resident Evil Six. Compared to like Resident Evil Five, which is where I would probably place the second one. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. That's a good comparison, yeah. especially for me. Yeah, and yeah. three even had multiplayer, which you know, Mass it was fun though. It's like a horde mode. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, a lot of people really liked it. But uh, over to you, man. Uh, Number six. All right, this might be a bit <clears throat> low on the list. Uh, wrong and again, I'm just going with. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Maybe I don't know. It, it's maybe it should be. Uh, yeah, lower. Oh, but there's... higher, a little higher. <laughs> You're like, shut up with your Star Wars references. Get <laughs> no, out no, of I here. Love, I love them. <laughs> um, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Nice. Very great choice. Now I can't put Skyrim in my list because my own rules. I did not beat it. I have. I'm still in the same gameplay from 2011. No way. I have not yet beat the game. I've just. There's, I've been sidetracked so many times. I want to do everything, and I'm I'm trying to get to the point where I can actually beat it right now. But um, yeah, it, it just yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, I have actually got the, the 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 guide out right now. I have I bought all the DLC, and now I want to get it for my Xbox One because the remastered. Yeah, but better ways money to spend on the DLC, which you know I'm frugal, so it kills me if I don't play on my original Xbox. I get it. It looks terrible. So. <laughs> I've gotten spoiled over the years, but The Elder Scrolls Oblivion uh, was one of the first games I played on the Xbox 360, and oh my god, I remember I remember actually you showing me a video of some gameplay of that, and just being like really, you know, you know into it. I, I played some Morrowind before, but I never, I never really got into it, and then yeah. once I played Oblivion, the music, the uh, just the voice acting... And the story, the story was you know a blast to play through as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can just go through so <coughs> many me. memories I had. That's like too many to choose from that were just amazing. The annoying fan, you know the uh, the giant. Thank uh, you, kind sir. Yeah, the adoring <laughs> fan who was like Biozora, Biozora, Biozora. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think somebody on YouTube did a thing where they like they like kicked them off. A, a lot of people did a lot of things. <laughs> 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 let's be, let's be honest. So. The arena in that game was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was uh, always my favorite part. Of uh, it. What I'm, and I, I brought this up to you recently. That there was cool things. Oh, I got two 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 specific things I got to mention. Sure. Um, there was one I brought up to you before. There was like this this little side quest mm-hmm. where, uh, okay, three. Uh, <laughs> there was there, there's one where there was like the haunted mansion. You got to clear that out and everything. That was memorable. Okay. Um, so the Dark th- Brotherhood or no? No, it was, it was just like a I, I can't remember. It was just something. Like a haunted what? house type. A haunted thing. house. Yeah. Like, you sleep and you wake up and there's, like, noises and stuff. Yep, and everything uh, the, gets weird, yeah. There, I can't remember what uh, city it was in, but there was one where 
somebody wanted you to fetch this 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 ring from this well. Mm-hmm. Somebody had drowned or something like that, and they went. You know, they they, they came they went down there to inspect something. They never came out. Can you please get this? It's a deer. You know, it's a deer ring. You know, it was an ancient whatever. So some yeah. some story like that. You go down. You put you you equip. You just take the ring. Yeah, it's the ring of encumbrance. So having it like increases your. Um, Coverance by like a hundred, mm-hmm. so like you you can't get out without that you know with that on. Yeah, and so I, I just I don't remember the ending of that, but just remember like getting tricked like that and going, oh, 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 oh you devs, <laughs> ah, you got me. <laughs> um, my favorite mission in just about any game ever was the Who Done It mission. That is a lot of people's favorite who oh. play that game. Um, the you can play that that mission, and for the, those of you that don't know, you it's for the mission for the Dark Brotherhood where you go in to this house. And all these different people um, and races are there, and you can just kill them all outright right there. Uh, but your 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 entire mission is to kill them all. But you can do it in such a way that you make somebody else like somebody dies by themselves. Who did it? We can't get out. The doors are locked. And they, Who did it? it? It's it's an Agatha Christie novel that you're the murderer in, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's so much. No, people love that. They talked about that. So long before Skyrim came yeah. out. Even now, I think that's still people's favorite mission. In Wasn't it like the Nord didn't trust, like, uh, yeah. It does get to a point where they start accusing one another oh, and stuff like that. So that's great. Cool. Yeah. Loved and you, it. so you played Oblivion too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A ton of it, but I don't, I don't remember that mission yeah. specifically. Oh, so but yeah, my favorite thing was always, like, do the champions. The arena. arena. Yeah. 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 Like, right off the bat. Every uh, time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you, man? What's your game? Number your six. Is. Definitely a great choice, Justin. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness, that is a great choice. I would say that number six is the original Halo, Halo One Combat nice. Evolved. Ooh, Not nice. Only, it was. I would say that's a, that's a, around the same uh, time frame as the Hunter, the Reckoning, and all that yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? So yep. when we had an Xbox, obviously we had that game, and just countless hours on Blood Gulch. You know. Yep. Uh, you know, fighting with my family. So you basically. guys did a lot of split screen stuff. Oh yeah, that's all cool. The time. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't yeah. have that until Halo Two. So that's yeah. Cool. Well, me and my brother, my sister, and my aunt would all play. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, my brother and my aunt would always, or step aunt would always team up against me, and my sister, and just destroy us. You know what I mean? But that eventually made me better by playing against them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but yeah, that also like everyone around the neighborhood was playing it. Everyone's talking about it. I, my dad bought it on the PC. He yeah. was playing it. It's like Jesus. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But yeah, that uh, who's not playing it. It was a really good co-op. Uh, also, you know, playing it co-op with my sister. We, me and my brother didn't really like do the co-op kind of kind of stuff that much, but me and my sister did. And I remember my favorite thing to do was when we started a campaign was shoot Captain Keys immediately, <laughs> trigger the Marines to come. You know what I mean? And she absolutely hated me. I remember I did it probably three times in a row, and she walked out of the room at one point. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, you get that pistol, you walk out of the room, get a clip, and come back in, and oh yeah, you just trigger the Marines to come in and kill you. Which was That's hilarious. awesome. I remember doing some stuff like she that. I don't think I ever salty. shot Captain Keys directly in the face, oh, but oh, I, yeah. would, I would mess with the Marines a lot, too. Oh, yeah, I, I was yeah. just bored. I wish I could have been a fly in the wall at Bungie when they realize that people, wait, 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 what if somebody comes back and kills them? They're just like, they're like, no one will do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We'll just, yeah, yeah. No, great, great choice. Um, yeah. So to my fifth one now, we're ha- getting halfway into this. Uh, mine is Bioshock. I oh, love nice. Bioshock. Now Bioshock Two, I haven't beat. I think it also is just as good. I, it, it seems like the you, you played them all. Right? I would say that the second one. Is better is, in my in my personal yeah. opinion. So no, yeah. I totally respect it because I was going to say I think the the 
more not, time's gone on, people are like, yeah, Bioshock 2 was actually super good. When it first came out, I remember people were like, this feels like a straight-to-DVD sequel of a game. <laughs> and I was like, I can totally see that. But, go ahead. I would say that the, the narrative aspect of the first one, the story and the characters are better, but the second one you can play as a big daddy. Yeah, so, and plus, I, mean? the, I think the gameplay was just a lot better. And yeah, plus, and it had ending, multiplayer? It had multiplayer, uh, you know, which was really cool, but the ending... And the story was a lot darker, I would say. You yeah. know what I mean? And the choices you make had more of an impact like for the outside world once you were done. Okay. So, But yeah, you have never played it, so I don't want to get into it. Uh, for Bioshock 2? Yeah. No, yeah. I played a lot of it. I just never beat it. If you never beat that it, that was when I, I used to have that. I used to be in a terrible phase. The best part games. about that, in my opinion, was the ending. Okay. So, you know I was going to say, I remember the first one just blowing me away. Yeah, it was The demo amazing. was super great. Oh, yeah, I played the demo. And I wanted to get to the medical pavilion and then like the whole twist with Atlas. Yep. And always oh, like, would you kindly, would you kindly, and oh my gosh, and then fighting him at the end, but just, and even getting to, um, man, the medical pavilion was super scary. Oh yeah. And then when you get to, I can't think of what it's called now, I know somebody out there's listening to this, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, but um, I can't think of the name of it, it's Sander Cohen, I remember was the character. And he wore this like mask, and it was very like Art Deco and stuff. Yeah, like that. the whole aesthetic of I that game is also think, amazing yeah. too. Yes, yes. And I just remember getting to this one room. I've never been more scared in a video game. And I open up this room. There's a bit of water just kind of by your, you know, up to your ankles. And there's this chair right at the end, like of the corner. And there's just this sort of statue that looks like it's plastered in clay, just sitting there facing the wall. And I was like, creepy. But <laughs> I've been playing this game for several hours now. It didn't get me. And then I, if I look to my left down the hallway, there is a chest down there, or a, uh, a safe. And I go down, and I hack it, and I open it. And I turn around, and I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go back. And I just kind of stand for a moment, because something looks different. And I notice where that chair was. No one's sitting there. And then about 10 feet, maybe, no, I'd say about 5 feet in front of me, was that clay statue in this sort of, like, musical ballerina-esque oh, pose. Oh, changed, yeah. And all of a sudden, like... No sooner do I put two and two together and notice it, it screams and attacks me, and I I clenched my butt cheeks harder than I've ever clenched them in my life, and I screamed out loud and pumped that enemy full of uh, my shotgun shells, and then I remember when it was dead, I kept shooting it, because I was still in this fight-or-flight response of being so scared. I paused the game, I saved it, and I stopped for the rest of the day. So, it was it was cool. But good yeah, experience. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, super good game. Super good, super good. Uh, over to you, Justin. What's your, uh, what's your top five? Uh, top, number five? Yes, number five. All right, number, number five, five, I actually, uh, I put Halo 1. Halo nice. 1? Nice. Halo nice, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I again, out of all the Halos... I see now from, why you didn't talk much during that part. Yeah. <laughs> but I get that. Halo 1 uh, was such a... That's what the podcast here is about, Halo. Yeah. But that first introduction... Uh, it, there's there was nothing like it. There's there really ha- hasn't been anything like it since. Mm-hmm. You know, getting into this alien world, crash landing, the, the start with the pillar of autumn. You know, the the the, the ending of you know chasing through the uh, the the wrecked pillar of autumn and everything. Uh, oh yeah, getting, I think the, the Falcon, flood. The, oh yeah, just the first time you the come across twist. the flood. Yeah, it's a yeah. huge. You twist. know the. The, the, the level started off eerie, and you're just like tracing steps of like another team that was yeah, there. Yeah, you see blood like, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. if you remember, they're they're just ahead of you. Yeah, you know, yeah. I thought maybe yeah, it was like yeah. you know a day or so later. No, they're just ahead of you because when you get in there, that 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 building the first time, that elevator is coming back up from them. The library. Yeah. And, oh uh, yep. Yeah, and so you're going you're going down there. It's before the library. Uh, I, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, 
on the marshland. Yeah. Uh, a 343 Guilty Spark there? I, I remember yeah. on that, that same level towards the end, there's like a, a light bridge uh-huh. and that like flickers on and off. Oh, yeah. And oh, yep. I don't, know, what talking about. I don't, I don't know. know what I did, but for some reason I thought I had to cross that. I got lost in those levels as a kid. Oh. And yeah, I was you just like, had to go uh, down, I think, and into one of the other rooms. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you had to jump across the light. So I spent about an hour and a half trying to figure trying out, to figure out How the do I sequence. activate this thing? Yeah, and trying to get over there. And I actually made it once or one time. Maybe okay. once or twice. And uh, I can't remember if that helped me at all. It probably didn't. And I was just <laughs> like, well, what? This isn't the answer. Then what? I've wasted all this time. And I just went in this room and you get a checkpoint. And Super yeah. creepy aesthetic, yeah. 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 I would say that the first Halo game changed like uh, okay there was like Half-Life you know what I mean that really revolutionized first person shooters in a certain way like there was Doom and Quake and like that natural progression into Half-Life yeah. and then uh, I would say that Halo Combat Evolved really helped shape uh, first person shooter like narratives you know what I yeah. mean in that and kind of storytelling aspect also Absolutely. in uh, you know, terms of uh, you know shooting on uh, consoles as well I mean, oh yeah I, I, consoles yeah, that, sure. that was a that was a big deal. And yeah, that was huge. I mean, people people don't really recognize a lot of times how instrumental Bungie was towards just not just the Halo ecosystem, but everything they'd done in general. I mean, even with Halo Two and the party system. Yep. Yeah. That's what that was. That was the blueprint for. Yeah, for Max Hoberman did amazing with everything. That. Yeah, everything that's come since has been at yeah. a source from that the foundation of that. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely, great choice. Yeah, great choice, without a doubt. What's your? Oh, go also, ahead, go ahead. I just you want to point me? out too, just Absolutely. to give some people some more nostalgia. The beginning of the fourth level, the silent cartographer flying in on the pelican and landing on yeah, the beach, pushing yeah. uphill. Oh. Who doesn't love that? Yeah, oh my it's so satisfying. Uh, so how often did you do the uh, warthog jump? Like where you uh, you would there was a bunch of grenades I remember and you could drive a warthog <laughs> oh, yeah. and launch grenades yep. and it would fly through the air. Yeah, I remember possible. doing that a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh, the, so many times. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. What's I yours, mean, man? For what number you, five. For number five, yeah. So I my number six was Halo. Number five I would put um now this is kind of obscure, but uh, okay. Dead Rising off the record. Dead, Dead Rising, Rising. yeah. I love, this one's off the record? Oh, wait. Okay, here's the deal. I love the entire Dead Rising franchise. The first okay. one was amazing. Yeah. It was the first game I had for the 360. Okay. Before yeah. Red Ringed. Uh, I love the times. <laughs> I fell in love with that game, and I 100%ed it at least twice, right? Uh, all the side story, all the, you know, and it was super hard as well, super challenging. Then they made Dead Rising 2, which I thought was even greater, uh, even more amazing with a whole new character, a whole new setting with a bunch of added mechanics, same time mechanic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then they had another, they they remade it and called it Dead Rising 2 Off the Record, where you play yeah. as the character from the first game with an entirely new story, and it was only like $8. Like, they released it for super cheap, like half price, you know what I mean? It was a full-on reimagining of the entire Dead Rising 2 game, where you can play as the character from the first game, Frank West, and I thought it was absolutely amazing, yeah. and that one I played, like, probably a thousand hours into a super linear game. Well, I mean, I what was the length linear, of it you I mean, I know it's it pretty long depends on because yeah, do. there is like a, a strict time limit. I would right. say uh, at least ten hours. Okay, I mean? that's pretty good for that much. Yeah, and you know you could you could fail at any time because you missed something or or yeah. you you know what I mean, and you would have to reset. As, but you would keep all your levels and stuff like that. You know what I mean? The okay. story would just reset. Did you ever play the first game? I've only ever played the demo. Okay, the so demo of the first. Yeah, game. that's the thing about those games. I, I I think I played a little bit of two, but not off the record. Okay, that, I didn't know about that. It's amazing. Uh, but in the first game, you have like I think three or four days 
Three days. And you have a watch. And you have mm. only mm-hmm. so many things you can do in that amount of time. And so right. uh, it was It was so like, well done on survival-based. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just remember you couldn't crouch. Nope. And jump. You could jump. You could jump. Yes. Okay, but you couldn't crouch. And I just remember like being on this upper balcony in the first game where like you couldn't... There's somebody with a sniper trying to shoot you, and you couldn't crouch below the. It just yeah. Uh, there were so many hard boss battles in that game. It was hard and janky, and it had you know. a lot of different. It was by Capcom, uh, yep. and and uh, they, they they like to like limit the player uh, by restricting movement, just like how they do in like Resident Evil, where you can't like, aim and shoot at the same time. But uh, God, that 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 was such an amazing concept. And it's just crazy. Like I can't imagine something like that getting made today, to where it's like time like that. Honestly, hmm. yeah. They even uh, Dead Rising three and four kind of did away with that whole time mechanic. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, we need more cool concepts like yeah, that. yeah. And it was challenging, nice. yeah. but the thing about it is, it was super rewarding yeah. once you once you beat it. But yeah, that seventy two <sighs> hours. Once you if you did everything, it actually turned into uh, five days. So you get twenty four more or. 48 more hours oh, to nice. figure out the final events when it's it gets uh, I real saw crazy the it gets, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah it gets real yeah, crazy it's, it's real pretty the, there's like different endings and stuff like that but yeah one of the things I thought was really funny though uh, and kind of cool was they they explained there's you know this world's this you know this universe's zombie outbreak mm-hmm. yeah that's coming from cows and yep. like bad oh meats. wow yeah I didn't know that yeah it's because of uh, basically American Overproducing of cows and genetically altered beef and stuff like that. You know what I mean to feed the to feed everybody. So that's where this whole thing like originated from. So there, it was like a terrorist plot by really a single guy from a single family who got really wronged in that sense, uh, unleashed this plague upon the you know Willamette, Colorado, or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So not huh. to that's cool. It's one of those games I think I've always kind of wanted to get to, especially like Dead Rising Four. I wanted to try. Because when I first got, yeah, I know. If you guys can't see it, but Jeff's making a poo poo face right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love Dead I Rising three. one through three. I think they're yeah. all amazing. Dead Rising four, I had I, I had to give up on. Well, because was it's three so the launch unfaithful. game? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Was three the launch on Xbox One game? Yes. Okay, that's yeah, what yeah, I was thinking yeah. of. Because when I got an Xbox One, it was in mid to late 2014. There still wasn't too still too much amazing, out for it. Though. And I know I a lot of people like were playing that. I think yeah, you were too. But yeah, yeah pretty good. Uh, my fourth game. Is Toy Story Two? Buzz Lightyear to the rescue, greatest Ouch. game of all time. Okay, okay. no, I'm, your number one, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? That's a great question. No, it's uh, number four. Uh, this actually used to rank up a little higher, but it's just it's like you know, like we kind of keep circling around. Like it's just the, the list is always it's ever changing. Yeah, you it know. Really is. So, but Toy Story has always been up there. Excuse me, I loved it because the. My experience with it was amazing because I love the Toy Story movies, particularly like I mean they're all good, but I think the first two particularly were like amazing. The third one I've only seen once because I cry every time. I know I will. I know I'll cry every time, and I don't feel like putting myself through that. I'd rather have fun. So when I play Toy Story two, it's cool because you actually just it's not open world, but you really do feel like you get to explore the areas like Andy's not just Andy's bedroom, but then you go out and you the first level you're literally exploring the house. So you, you go down into the basement, you go into the garage, you go into the living room, the kitchen, and it's just because you're a toy, everything is so big. I recall that, yeah. Yeah, and I remember there was a uh, like a construction site which was just was huge at the time, and you the had to console? collect. 
It was PlayStation 1. PlayStation. I think Dreamcast as well. And it might have been 64, but I played it on I remember PS4. Toy Story on 64, I think. Yep, that one I never did, I got to play. Cause, yeah. But again, I didn't have a 64. And I think that might have been Super NES as well. But, uh, yeah, it was it was very fun. Um, had Plus, it was always playing the Toy Story music, and you would have to collect the 50 pizza tokens. And it was something you didn't need to do to beat the game. But it got to a point, I loved replaying through it so much, that it just... it gave me that sense of challenge that made me want to replay it and I know now we have all the achievements and stuff in games and trophies and it's like that kind of makes it more fun but for me that was like just a, uh, an achievement within itself if that makes sense where I was just like I tasked myself like I want to get all 50 right yeah. right right kind of like a Super Mario 64 unlocking all the, the rainbow world yeah. or the rainbow bridges yep. or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. so I man I have such a soft spot for that game and I always like to ask Brian, who do you think would win in a fight between uh, Master Chief and uh, and Buzz Lightyear? That's one of my favorite. Master answers. Chief, or yeah, Buzz yeah. Lightyear? Let me, who yeah, real, real quick, real quick, just super short, and then we'll just keep moving. Um, I would. I mean, I'm gonna say Master Chief, but I like to think if we're thinking in just a genuine versus match, it might still be a little tough. I don't think it's gonna be hand easy. to hand. Yeah, or, or would there I be think, weapons? Yeah, just anything. Would they have their weapon? Like, would yeah. Buzz Lightyear have his a laser? Like laser? Yeah. Hmm, then that makes it, I don't know. Buzz Lightyear and the Master Chief? Yeah. Head to head. I want to pick Buzz Lightyear, but I feel like it would be Master Chief. Is this a serious conversation This right is now? a serious <laughs> question. <laughs> Who We're talking be? about a toy versus a super soldier? If he was real! Like, they you know in the, the cartoon? Universe. Yeah, like the cartoon Buzz Lightyear Star Command, yeah. Let's if say were... Master Chief got sent through a wormhole and ended up in... On a planet. I'm smacking my hands right now. Master Chief would win. Master Chief? Okay. You going with Buzz? You want to go with Buzz? Dude, I'm... I would say I if would he had it. an actual laser arm projectile, right, then yeah. I would say it'd be pretty even, but I'd have to give it to Does the Buzz Chief. Lightyear have, have shields? I would think so. I, I mean, I guess to. I don't know, but I would think so. They would have the... If, if it was in the same universe and they were both, like, as kitted out as they were... I yeah. would say that their armor would basically be pretty much the Does same. Does Buzz Lightyear have super strength? No, I guess not. Well, I mean, in his in his <laughs> universe, in his you know, I like see the, what you're trying to do, Justin. The child's mind aspect. I'm but sure he does you know what Boba Fett things. does have? That you can fly. So that's pretty cool. You can't fly. You can fall. He with can style. fly in his he own universe. He can, he, in his universe, he has a jetpack. In our universe, he falls with style. It's very different. Master Chief gets a jetpack at some point. It's a little different. Oh, no, it's, he it's does. Time. Does he? No, not him Well, personally. yeah, if you count multiplayer, I mean, you, you get it, but... Well, no, no, no. Well, no we reach and one. reach the Spartans, yeah. Yeah, but Master Chief never does. I like how specific we're getting about this now. Yeah. I really like it. But, okay. Okay, but anyway... The Hulk would to... be Wolverine, no problem! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I remember the Batman and Wolverine's debate back in the day was crazy. But, anyway, just to get back on subject, Toy Story 2, loved that game. And it's just, to this day, it's so much fun to replay. I get super nostalgic. Uh, what's yours, though? Uh, number four, uh, well... This is a newer game. Oh, interesting. I like the idea of newer games being on. Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, the movie Fern Gully, and I, it definitely gave me some vibes of that, but it is such an amazing game. Uh, I can't... It, I, it, it's the only game made in the last five... Actually, 15 years, really, that I've gone... Well, excluding Halo that I've actually been able to go back and beat twice. And it's the only game that I've beat 100% twice. Ori in nice. the Blind Forest. Nice. Oh! Amazing game. 
amazing atmosphere. You've been trying to get me to play this for a while, so I know you love it. We just talked oh about it the God. other day, too. I asked you about how well, excited you were for the sequel, yeah, and you were like, oh. The, the leveling up in that, and the way, like, just, just everything, the art, the uh, control, everything, the enemies, everything is just so well done mm-hmm. and so fun and fluid to play. Uh, I kind of want to play it again, honestly. Again, I, Do you I, think you might before the sequel comes out? Because I know, like, yeah, yeah, like I said, when I asked you about it, you were like, dude. I, I mean, more or less, you're like, let me tell you 101 reasons why. I'm going to just watch my, uh, my girl play it. That's a good she, idea. She has to beat Limbo first, then she's going like, to have to have her beat Inside. Okay. Another great game. Yeah, I've that's, heard, I've like, heard that's that would have had an, as an honorable mention. I guess mm-hmm. I'm honorably mentioning it now. That's fun. Uh, amazing game, too. Fun. And they're like four or five hours long. Yeah. Uh, uh, unless you have trouble with puzzles, and they're much longer. Yep, that's uh, me. But yeah, or, or in the Blind Forest. Uh, I just, I just, I adore that game. Yeah, just it so, looks pretty. So it does good. look pretty. Have you ever played it? I have not played it, but I'm very familiar, and it yeah. does look pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure it's on Game Pass, so I can yep. pick it up and yeah, yeah it is on Game it. Pass. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what about yours, man? What's your number four? Number four. Number four. Number four. Uh, definitely have to be Skyrim. For Ooh, sure. Okay, cool. Yes. What's Skyrim? Oh, which one? Oh, which edition? No, no, no. What is Skyrim? I've never heard of this game before. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the reason being, uh, Skyrim was the first RPG probably that got me into RPGs, I would say. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Like, that's uh, awesome. I, I rented that because of all the hype for the 360, and then that's what made me become like a Bethesda fan. I remember that was what made me play Fallout 3 in the New Vegas. Oh, and I fell did you play it Vegas. around the time it came out? Yeah, Skyrim, okay, like, right yeah. when it came out, just because the hype around it, you know okay. I mean? Yeah, it was huge. And that really got me into RPGs. Like, the only other game RPG I'd played before that was Fable, which I really, really liked. And yeah. Uh, But yeah, Skyrim definitely made me, like, a Bethesda fan, for sure. Uh, I've beaten it, I would say, three or four times, and I'm playing through it again right now <laughs> in VR. So, Which I played. Uh, he let me try out, which was awesome. And I got the sickest I've ever been yeah, since absolutely uh, I've had the flu. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, he definitely had the worst reaction. So I understand yeah. why they, I haven't really experienced too many people who have tried it that have like the the reaction that I did. It, yeah, it says yeah. it causes <laughs> nausea and stuff, and I was like, that's like really a myth. But no, it really. Afterward, I played one uh, like probably twenty minutes of another game, and then we tried. I I was we watched an episode of Full Metal Alchemist, and I remember sitting there and Jeff was talking to me at certain points. So I was like, yeah, uh-huh. and then afterward, I was up. like. I'm probably gonna go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just had to like lay down. Yeah. And, yeah. But no, it was super great. Uh, I totally get that because I remember going to launch with Brian and Creighton for that game, and it was just an amazing experience. I re- I remember Brian, to his credit, he's always been so much more social than I have, um, and I've gotten better at that as I've gotten older. But at the time, I was like not like that at all. So I remember at a particular moment, probably within the last hour, because at the time, at the time I remember you would you would go in there, you would get your sort of like ticket, and then you would you know it have a number on it. That's your queue, so you could go ahead and leave and then just come back. Yeah, you, know, you didn't have to wait in line. So I remember at one point we were all in the three of us were in Brian's car, and he was like, "Well, I'm going to go talk to a couple people. Do you guys want to come with?" And I was like, "I'm probably going to stay in the car." And Creighton was like. <laughs> I'm gonna do the same. Great <laughs> so night, stayed in the car. But it was it was Brian so cool. Socializing. Yeah, uh, but it was so cool because I remember even this elderly guy walking over there, and I was like, "This is the craziest thing I've ever seen in gaming. Like I've never seen all these different age groups oh, congregate yeah. over this one game, and I still haven't to this day. 
despite there being other games that have been more successful in some ways. So, like, it's crazy to me. It's surreal. So I totally get why that's up there. Plus, it's, it's freaking fun. It's an amazing game, and yeah. re-experiencing in VR, like, actually being there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some of the things I've seen a million times looking, like, brand new to me, you know what I mean? Like, the, I remember walking past this one tree at night, and it had this kind of luminescent quality to mm-hmm. it, and I just was staring at it, and I got lost in there for about a good two or three minutes. It was amazing. You were watching Khajiit. Yeah, when, Khajiit, when I was playing VR, when I was playing VR, we're right outside Solitude, and I walked down a bit, and to my left is this, uh, yeah, caravan group, like he said, and this one female Khajiit is just sort of chopping wood, and Jeff's like, you can go up to him. And I'm like, I'm just standing and staring. Like, <laughs> so it's just like, I'm like, in awe amazing. right now. I was like, I was trying to describe it to Jeff. And I'm like, because it's my first experience in VR. And I was like, it literally feels like, she's like, like if you stood over there, Justin, mm-hmm. in the corner of the room, that's what it would feel like, you know, just in terms of distance. Like, it was weird. I've never felt that kind of like vision or sense of it. Yeah. I don't know how to explain sense it. Sense of depth thing. Like, yeah, in a, sense of scale. Yeah, because yeah. it's because but because it's VR, it's like, whoa. You're actually yeah. there. And even yeah. in the in the first sort of hub you get in that little cave, I was looking around like, whoa! Yeah, you it's know? amazing. It, it's, it really puts you there in a, like, you you will never really get a sense of accurate scale until you wear, play it. until you play VR in any yeah. game because, like, I had you walk I up to a mammoth yeah. and the giants and they're actually, like, 14 feet oh tall. Oh, my god! Yeah, I literally told him, I was like, I'm gonna go find a giant. And then when I, then on my way to it, I saw mud crabs and I freaked out yeah. because they were huge. They're the size of beetles. Like, look, the car, like a VW Volkswagen. grossed me out to begin with. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, imagine seeing one that big coming after you yeah. yeah that's what's amazing about the whole vr thing yeah so, yeah but yeah skyrim amazing amazing story obviously i'm sure everyone's played it on at least 15 different yeah right and <laughs> toasters and yeah anything they can make it run on so yeah amazing game i think, yeah, I think todd howard said something about like you know people complaining you, know, you keep on doing skyrim ports <laughs> he says like we'll, we'll stop making them people stop buying them yeah, yeah. yeah i think yeah. it's fair like i get both sides of it because like on like I remember way back on the, like when it was we were in the Xbox One era and the PS4 era. People were like, "Oh, I'd love to have these." And all and all the games that were getting remastered and remade, they were like, "I'd love to get these remastered or backwards compatible." And then they were like, "Boom, you got it, you got it." And then, but then they were like, "Okay, don't this, there's this one, there's this one, there's this one." And it's like I get it. He even said in an uh, IGN interview, he was like, "You know, part of the reason this one's taking so long is uh, for the next one is if you notice, people have played Skyrim for about." almost 10 years now so in designing that one they want to make 15. sure they design it has it? I think it came out no it was 2011 it was but yeah he was like you know we're, we're trying to design this you know for like to be a game that's going to be enjoyable to be played for 10 years oh nice you know and, and I'm sure that doesn't necessarily mean that he's implying that they're not going to make another one within a 10 year gap but just trying to have that scope and ambition and how do you outdo their most successful game of all time. I think it's still as so. entertaining as it ever was. It is. Was. It really is. It really is. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, we're kind of getting to the end of this. It's crazy. Uh, my third one is also a newer one, relatively. Witcher 3. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, so, the more, I, the farther away I get from having beat that game, the more it climbs. I don't, I think at the most, it could be top two, or it could be a number two. It'll never be number one. I'll get to that. But, dude, I just love that experience. I played that game over the course of two or two and a half years. And granted, <laughs> I played, because I got a 100% it. I wanted to do every mission, contract, and everything I could do available. I also was, like, really 
like careful and, and slow and meticulous in how I like leveled up and the gear and improving it. Just anything I could do, I was just incredibly like anal with it. So there were there were points in time where like maybe after the first year I was like, I'm sick of having this be my main game despite me loving it. So I'm gonna go play something else for a while because sometimes I'm, I, I like to be singularly focused. Like I'll have multiplayer games, but I like to have this one core game I'm playing. So I was like, I'm gonna go play Dragon Age Inquisition. Big mistake because oh, that's yeah. just as big, if not, I mean, a little bit less. But it's it's still a big game depending on how you play it. And yeah, so I was like, after a while, I was like, I need to stop playing this and go beat The Witcher. And then I play The Witcher, and I'm like, ah, oh, but I want to play Dragon Age. And then I play Dragon oh, Age yeah. and Witcher, and I was like, flip, 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 and yeah, uh, Witcher 3 just has an amazing story. I love Geralt so much. Um, and the characters, you know, uh, I just, it was so ambitious of a game, and it makes me all the more excited for Cyberpunk because of just, that is like, out of all the games I've ever played, it is uh, objective, well, I'd say subjectively, I guess, but I, I feel it's probably objectively the most polished game I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. In terms of being like, like, there just wasn't really too many issues with bugs, or the, the, just the level of quality, the quality of life in those games, and just the the stuff, the free DLC they did, the expansions, which like the first one was like only ten bucks, and you get like ten fifteen hours of gameplay. The next one's twenty dollars, thirty hours of gameplay, and for some games you pay sixty and you get far less than that, which doesn't necessarily make it bad, but it's like that's a crazy good deal, and just all the improvements they added via patches and stuff. So amazing time show. We watched the show. Yeah, Show's awesome. Amazing. And I didn't think anyone could beat that dude's voice for Geralt. But then when I see Henry Cavill doing it, I'm like, you know, if they do a next one and this guy just for some reason isn't available, Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah. You just have to, you know, you can't be a regular man. You have to be a Superman <laughs> to be able to do that voice. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> you got jokes. <laughs> no, that was, that was uh, you know, that's fair, though. That's fair. No, but, Witcher, Witcher uh, 3 is incredible. I like its, uh, its realism in that world. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? very, like, it's really very gritty. Set, yeah, yeah, very gritty. Yeah. Uh, very like, like Skyrim is very uh fantastical in certain ways. You know what I yeah. mean? Whereas Witcher Three is really set in this world, and it really adheres to those like guidelines that it puts. Absolutely, in. and yeah. it's also like it deals with a lot of like Polish folklore, which was like interesting to me oh, to yeah, learn yeah, about because yeah, yeah. they even have the whole like the bios and everything, and it's just so in depth. And it's just the game, this, the world is so dense, and there's just so much to it. And I, I don't know, I could talk for so long about that game, but over to you, man. What's for number your, two, for number three, number three, yeah. Oh. Um, my number three, number three, number three is number, number Super three. Mario World. Nice. Okay, which one was that one again? How dare you! Oh, I knew. It. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, he's gonna, uh, he's gonna say something. Else. Super Mario, yeah. yeah, Super Mario was uh, Super Nintendo, and uh, you know the uh, it's the one where you get Yoshi for the first time. Yeah, was that also the one where it had the map and you could like? Yep. That yep. one? Are, okay. Well, they, you, you go I, ahead. I actually, think three also maybe the, the three and but two, three three. Three also had a map kind of going by a little With bit. With separate sections. I'm pretty okay. I was just going to say because I, I can't. I don't have much. Just one map and you traverse the whole thing. Eventually. Yeah, I was going to say because yes, I think yes. you, you guys had it, and I like I said I didn't have a Super Nintendo, but I just remember seeing you and Steven play it at times, and it was it to me that was like at the time that was what open world was to me. I didn't think of it as that, but like when I look back on it in retrospect, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it was because I see that map and I'm like, you mean you can choose where you go? And then I'd see you guys yeah. do it. You had and never it played Lynx by then? Or? Well, no. Um, yeah, and the only other Mario game I played was the very first one because we had a, mm-hmm. a Nintendo. So, oh, but anyway, yeah. over to you, man. I want to so, hear your no, thoughts No, yeah. Uh, so it was, it was so cool and there's, you know, I didn't realize this as a kid, but like as an adult going back, like say if you like you know, you, you lose a life or whatever like that or you're, you're having trouble at some specific level and you, you need a cape. 
you just go out of that and you go back to the level where you can get a cape in the beginning and when the very first yeah, yeah. You, you pause and hit select it takes you back to the map and you can okay. all your stuff and you can go right back to that level okay that's you, cool you, you can you go can and, farm yeah, you, you capes far- and suits and stuff and, and, like that and so. lives and everything and just yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah there's some really cool stuff about that game uh, sounds like it like balanced challenge, being challenging but also like not being so challenging yeah. to the point of frustration oh when it comes to video game music as well <laughs> like, it, yeah. got, it yeah. got frustrating yeah. I would say yeah. When it came to like music as well, to me like that's more of the pinnacle. Like when I when I think of like video game music, that you know, but then and then, yeah, all the songs, yeah, all the songs Super going iconic. into like any of the castles. Like, uh, did oh, that? Did that yeah. come yeah. out around the time as the film? Was like like was oh, that the relevant Mario game? This was nineteen ninety, I believe. It, I believe it came out nineteen ninety, maybe nineteen ninety two. Because I can't remember, I just I feel like it was still Super Nintendo was like the relevant console. Yeah, I, I think when that movie came I out, because so. I love that movie. Nobody else does. I mean, I love it. I was gonna say, I'll admit I've seen it enough. I know, I know it's bad in some ways, but I, I, I love it and I enjoy it every time. I, I I saw that as a kid. Yeah. And to me, I you know I like it. You know, yeah. but um, I can see why people did not love that movie. I don't love the movie. I don't hate the movie either. I enjoy it, but it has, is nothing like Princess Rose. Who's what? A Daisy, a Daisy. It's yeah, dope. Daisy. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. You are uh, wrong, sir. Daisy instead <laughs> of Peach. You know. And, yeah. Daisy uh, is a character in Super Mario Brothers. Eventually. Right? Eventually, yeah. 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 But. Well, then it, too, I remember the ending of that movie was just amazing because, like, she kicked or no, was it her that kicked open? Yeah, she kicks open the door, and, and he's she's like, What's like, going like, yeah, she's yeah. got a yeah, 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 and it just sets up for a sequel that we never got, and just like Mass of the Universe. Yeah, and also that's not as cool though. <laughs> <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Well, Masters of, like He Man is awesome, but I just mean the movie itself. Like that movie is. Yeah. Uh, no, to be fair, I never actually beat Super Mario World as a kid. I never okay. beat it, but I watched my sister play it through and beat it, and just was like amazed the entire time. The very last mission, mission, or la- you know, fighting Bowser and him like. Oh, there's so many just actual Bowser at the end instead of all the little his little yeah. children basically. Dude, I remember. Yeah. I remember even Steven oh, telling me one time. Just I, it just made me think of it because you said you you weren't able to beat it. But I remember uh, we came over. To, I came over to play one game one time, and I think Steven was like, Batman, "Dude, Batman just, yeah, he's like Justin's really good at Batman Returns." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I've never played it, but I obviously love Batman Returns. Is still my favorite Batman film." So it was like Steven said uh, to me, he "Was like, do you want to do you want to show?" He could just fly right through it, and I was like. Oh, okay. It's like Justin, you want to play this, and you're like you go to play it, dude. You just—that's like a the the. I've never ever watched speedrun stuff, but that was like an in-person oh speedrun experience for me, and it was amazing. I was like, you know, it's like it's like those how the movies try to market kids who like are really good at games. <laughs> oh, that's and stuff. what they were playing. The and I'm like, yeah, so and I'm like, this really is the cool kind of thing play. that they should advertise because this is like mind-blowing seeing yeah. Justin fly through this. Like, it was insane. I, he was so skilled with it. I was like. <laughs> I was maybe six, seven times. Yeah, we were very young. So for me yeah. to be that good at that game uh, shows that I did not do my schoolwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, Super Mario World, I would say oh, that that's definitely one of my sister's favorites. Right under Super, uh, Super Metroid. Yeah, right, okay. Maybe right above, too, because she had beaten it, but also she unlocked all the Rainbow Roads, all those the six like special maps or whatever. Road, it's or five. Rainbow Road. But yeah, that's, she'd play that constantly. She has that and Super Metroid on her. She still has a... The Nintendo Wii U, you know okay, what I mean? and she like she still plays it to this day. So okay, very nice. What's your uh, number three, man? Number three, 
All right, Shadow of the Colossus. Ooh, nice. PlayStation Two. You do talk about that very highly. I do talk, and I talk about it a lot because yeah, it's for an the, amazing game. Uh, no one knows. I, I don't think I mentioned it before. Jeff and I work together. We talk about this stuff a lot. Oh so, yeah. yeah, go ahead, man. I just, yep. Uh, see, you told me so many. You've spoken super highly about that game. Yeah, it originally Shadow- launched on PS2, correct? Yep. That? Yep, okay. PS2, and uh, it's it's an amazing game. And my like the biggest argument anyone can make about it is that if people don't think that video games are art, you could show them this game because it's absolutely beautiful in almost every way. It is very artistic. It has a really very minimally like dialogue story, mm-hmm. but it has a super heavy impact. You know what I mean? You're going around fighting these monsters. Some of them like uh, defend themselves against you some of them outright attack you whereas others are more passive and it's like who's really the bad guy like is it is it are you oh. trying to to destroy these creatures because they did something wrong or like are you being sent to hunt these creatures for almost what seems like no reason at all but your your motivations are that you uh, you carry your like lifeless uh, basically lover into this temple or whatever and uh, this uh, this ancient entity this spirit called Dormammu basically uh, recruits you to bargain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he said, like, if you can slay these sixteen colossus and uh, basically set my 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 soul free, then mm-hmm. uh, then you know I will resurrect your girlfriend. And by the time you end up doing that, uh, Domamo ends up like taking you over, basically. Like he imprints oh. like the, the super dark ending. Super dark ending. Really, become, I didn't know that. Spoilers. No, 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 it's okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's just cool. That's, yeah. We don't usually get that. As you play, when you defeat these monsters, like, their their life essence kind of gets absorbed into you and also set free. It's actually this ancient entity, this evil entity that was split into those 16 fragments and spread throughout this place called, like, it's like the Forbidden Zone, the Forgotten okay. Realm. And uh, each time, you start off as, a, as an orange-haired character with the really nice clothing, and each time you destroy one, mm-hmm. you get more and more corrupt. Your skin starts to turn gray, your eyes start to fade, and your hair starts to turn dingy purple okay by the end of it you look super corrupt and after you fight the last hardest boss the last colossus Mm -hmm. you turn into one and you're there and you uh these like uh, monk type people come and chase you down because obviously they know what you're doing you know what i mean you stole what's known as the queen's sword and it's the only thing that can really destroy these things because that's what they were sealed by and uh you turn into one and you're lumbering about smashing them you know what i mean you ended up getting sealed again but he does grant your wish in that uh, your your girlfriend does get resurrected. Okay. And uh, in your place, after you get sealed, basically they reseal this monster. You uh, you revert into like a, a baby with very large horns. Wow. Which goes into the next. It's like a sequel called Ico. That's what that is. I was literally thinking of Ico the entire time. Yep. Ico's the sequel. Yeah, Ico is the sequel. What? Yeah. So yeah. Because that released before it, right? But is that, yeah. Is it, so yep. they just took Shadow Colossus and found a way as to. Make a yeah, whole new game. Was a prequel. Yeah, so and, no one uh, knew. Did was it advertised as that? Afterwards, yeah. Okay, but but I don't think prior. People, yeah, I don't okay. think people like were super aware that like, hey, these two games are directly related, and well, also like they're really not related at all. It's a totally different game. I was going to ask you like, it's pretty interesting because there's not too many games that I'm aware of where you are playing as a good guy, and then as you play through, you start to question your morality. I was going to ask you exactly. So I was like, no say, when your so. first experience playing this was it like, were you actually starting to do that? Were you like Am I actually doing the right thing, or does the story... Yeah, well, okay, like, the first one you fight is uh, is holding, like, a weapon, right? So you automatically assume that this is a, a monster, a large monster. The second one you fight is just, like, hiding in a cave, and it does attack you, but only after you provoke it. Okay. Like, the third one is also holding a huge weapon, but you, like, go to it, and you wake it up to fight you, and I think the fourth one is, like, peacefully wandering the... 
the grasslands, like eating the vegetation. You wake it up and you stab it to death, oh, basically. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, eventually, like the last one, they start to like shoot laser blasts. They start to get really challenging. But each each boss, not only are they enormous, some of them are smaller, but like they're each a puzzle in itself. And uh, the main thing is, I beat that so many times over and over again. I owned it so many times, and I beat all the time attack modes, all the, the time trials. You know what I mean? On easy and then yeah. hard. I studied speedrunning tutorials, and I used to do amazing things. Like my uncle came over and watched me defeat all sixteen colosses really quickly in a time that trial awesome. mode. And yeah, flattery. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah. It was like the it, I would say that's the main game I ever really tried to do. Like a hundred percent, like all of my focus. You know, what I mean? it was like to master this game, and I basically did, and that's why it's so high on the list. That's why I love it so much. It's amazing, and I think everyone should play it. It has a really definitely good, sell me on it more now. Yeah, it, had, too. it definitely yeah. has a really good lesson of morality too. Okay. So you know what I mean. I so, like it, dude. That yeah, sounds it's awesome. Like poetic. It is yeah. very poetic, and also amazing music, amazing soundtrack. The battle music is great. It's that all, explains it's, why I got put on ps4 then you know? oh yeah it got yeah, yeah remastered and i, I remastered. yeah i hear a lot of people talk about it absolutely yeah. amazing um yeah so if you don't have anything more to no, say that, yeah, that. okay it. no i was just saying that's that's awesome uh i mean i could talk about that game yeah me. right yeah. <laughs> um my second favorite game of all time would be oblivion which is what you picked nice. earlier yeah, nice, nice, so nice. that's why I was like, I, I you, you always just like talk to, about Oblivion. Yeah, I, I am love, surprised we haven't had any like overlap until just number two right now. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but uh, I'm sure if I looked at my my 100 list, there'd be at least 50 of those games. You'd be like, oh, that absolutely. should be higher, Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you would at least be like, that's uh, totally Josh. That yes, <laughs> I completely agree. Like some of the football games, I think too, like ESPN NFL 2K5. Oh yeah, but uh, look, we love that game. But um, Madden sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I love Oblivion uh, for the same reasons Justin said. Uh, I had one experience where I remember being in a cave. I had the adoring fan with me, and I remember I sent him away or something, or maybe I told him. Or, or no, no, no. I had lost track of him. I didn't know where he was, and I was like, okay, he's kind of annoying anyway. He should be called the annoying fan. So <laughs> I was like, I went about my missions, and I go into this one cave, and I'm going down this long sort of curving uh, sort of hallway that leads up into this very big cave. Wow, it's just making me... I'm getting Game Master feelings right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, it goes into this big hallway, or this big room. It just opens up. And as I sort of start to get to the point where I'm at the end of the hallway, and I'm kind of coming to the opening of the room, uh, I see the wall start to sort of light up. Like, keep in mind, it's like a, it's brown, right? So it starts to light up this sort of, like, yellowish tint. And I'm like, what is that? And it's just it's kind of jiggling a bit, and it starts freaking me out. And I, I as I turn around... I get sucked into conversation like how it worked in that game and my camera just swivels to him and he's like, Biazura, Biazura, Biazura! And I was like, oh! <laughs> and I got so scared. Uh, it, was, it was hilarious. The game was so much fun. Um, Eric still gives me crap to this day because I ate troll fat in that game, which was like, he thought it was ridiculously disgusting, which is hilarious. That's always been a thing for us. Because I remember there's a mission where a dude gets trapped. I can't remember how it starts, but a guy is trapped inside of a painting of his. And you go in there to try to get him, and there's painted trolls. And I would, in the midst of trying to eat all this different stuff I had, I end up eating painted troll fat. And he was like, "You ate that?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah." And he was like, "Ah!" And I was like, ah, "I wish I never said that." But you know, like, and then to this day, yeah, he would. Uh, now, now, whenever like we've we've sort of co-op chatted, whenever we played like we replayed through Oblivion, or when we played Skyrim in the past. 
I'll be like, hey, Eric, I got Skyrim. He's like, oh, you're going to eat that. And I was like, oh, you know I'm eating that now. Giant's toes. Yeah, I'm like, all day, mm, oh, all day baby. Yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, it was a super fun game. I prefer it over Skyrim. I think Skyrim is a much better game, but I think I have so much nostalgia and love for Skyrim because it's, like, the contrast between the two is oh, Oblivion. Oh, yeah. No, oh, I was going to say Oblivion is more lush and foresty, and I love, my favorite aesthetics to explore in games and stuff is, like, jungle terrain and like uh, forest terrain I love that stuff that high Whereas, fantasy classic exactly high fantasy yeah. exactly a sure. winter wasteland yeah, yeah yeah exactly and that's that's still cool in of itself yeah because it has like a vikings sort oh, of yeah. feel like, to it for the sure whole thing. Yeah. yeah but like I love that the combat I don't like as much because they level up with you whereas in Skyrim you can go into a cave and be they, they're OP, not as leveled, and yeah. you actually some feel strong. Level with yeah, you, yeah, some of them do, and then other ones don't. And like, I love it's so much. The combat's so much more satisfying in Skyrim because you even have like with the bow and arrow, you have the oh, cinematic yeah. camera that follows that. Oh, yeah. uh, and even if you're a mage, it'll do that too. But uh, I just, dude, I think the quests were so much fun. The Who Done It, uh, great mm. mention. Uh, the Ghost of Anvil, which was the mention, uh, I think the the mission you're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, that yes. was great. Uh, like I said, the painted troll fat. I mean, there's so many different. Quests that come to mind. I I did everything, and then I finally did the the main quest last. And you had Patrick Stewart in there. <laughs> yeah, you had Patrick Sean Stewart Bean. I mean, you had yeah. And then what was great too is, I think they had like two or three other people for voice actors that rounded out the NPCs. So every time you talk to like a Nord, it would be one dude's voice. Yeah. You know, and like it was just hilarious. You talk to an ogre, it's going to be the same voice every time, yeah. even though he looks different. And I. I kind of missed that, but I, like just because it was you were able to suspend your disbelief, you oh, know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, Skyrim is a much better game. But I just my heart's my my joy yeah. really stems from my time in Oblivion. It was fun, and I do have to say too. Lastly, before I pass it over to you, Justin, that uh, that was I had this just little side story regarding that game. Is I remember back on the early 360 days, like when that was still kind of a relatively new game. I was uh, playing that, or I was about to play it with Eric, and we didn't know that you could party chat while you played games. Oh yeah, or private chat. We didn't know. Didn't know you could private chat, and like you thought you'd have to be in the same. Game yeah, because on the original Xbox, you could private chat in the dashboard, and that was it. You had unless you went into a video game. Party chat didn't come out till later. Right. Yeah. So they have the the private chat feature, but at this point in time, we thought once we boot up the game, it's gonna just disconnect it. So we both decided we were private chatting in the dashboard, and we were like, "Okay, we're gonna go play this game." I was like, "Chat with you later, Eric." He's like, "Yep, peace." And I boot up the game, and you know, I still got my my headset on. I haven't taken it off yet, and I'm, I load in, and I'm just exploring, and I'm like, "I just do it." <clears throat> and he's like, "Josh," and I was like, "Eric." He's like, "Are you? You can hear me?" And I was like, "Wait, you can hear me?" And it was this whole moment of like, "Wait, you're there?" And a lot of discovery. This is amazing. And then at first we were in a state of denial, like it's gonna disconnect us any second, you know, or like somehow we've like glitched the system or something. And then yeah, come to find out, we get that's a normal thing and a feature they had, but it blew our minds. And we always, one of my favorite things, I always refer to it as co-oping Elder Scrolls games. It's so much fun when you're talking with a friend as you're playing, and you're hearing what they're going through what they're experiencing as you're kind of doing your own thing. It makes it feel like they're in that world. You know, so you guys played it together. Yeah. But yeah. Separately. Yeah. yeah. So I, cool. I love that game. So much nostalgia attached to it, too. And I remember getting the collector's edition with the Uriel Septum coin and <laughs> nice. stuff like that. So And I started over so many times. So Sean Bean died so many times. <laughs> no, not Sean Bean. I mean uh, Patrick Stewart's yeah. dude. Like Uriel yeah. Septum. Yeah. 
Uh, Shamin dies at the end. <laughs> so, yeah. I just had a major revelation, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Bean is the real Mr. Bean. I don't get it. Am I missing something? You're Mr. Bean? Yeah. Rowan Atkinson? He's in, he's in real life. Rowan but Atkinson. But you're saying Sean Bean is, is actually... Is actually Mr. Bean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're just, I just never connected <laughs> that before. I was like, oh. I would hate if my last name was Bean. I wonder if, like... Let me ask you this, Justin. If they're both in the same room, standing next to one another at a party, who do you go up to and say, <laughs> hello, you know, who do you introduce yourself to and, and shake and... Mr. Bean? Yeah. Mr. Bean? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Beans. <laughs> and then Rowan's like, huh? Yeah. You know, kind of tired of hearing that. Uh, but yeah, what's up? Uh, number two. Number two, man. Um, number two. Uh, <laughs> I have actually a pretty good story uh, for this one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce it with the story, actually. Uh, I can't remember the exact year. I want to say I was maybe 13, 2003, I want to say. Mm hmm. Uh, and my mother takes me to this place called EB Games. Ooh, nice. Love EB Games. It's, it's at Miss the mall. Electronics Boutique. Yep. Used to be. Yep. Yeah. And it is yeah. now GameStop, and uh, it will soon be an empty store. Because <laughs> <laughs> those are going to go bye-bye yeah. here in the next ten years. And, oh my gosh, we go up and there's like... You know, I'm sure he looked like a kid to me. He, he looked like a you know kid to me now, but like then he seemed like an adult. You know, zitty, zitty adult, or whatever. Yeah, this teenager and everything. And uh, uh, he's my, my mother asked him like, what, "What would you recommend for you know a new game?" Mm -hmm. And you know, at the time I had like ideas, but I think I was like, "Man, I didn't have anything," you know. Sure. And the guy's talking about how they're playing this new game in the back. It's this amazing RPG. Like everything you do, it, it, you know, they, if you do something bad, you know, you, you know, you grow, start growing horns, or if you, you know, you get a halo. If you start Jeff and I just so, looked at one another and smiled. And it's like you can do anything in the game. You can get married. You can have kids. You can kill your family. He says this to my mom, and then he just realizes how he just screwed up. <laughs> he just stops and freezes this like frozen look in his face, mm -hmm. and that's that's all I remember. Like just right. like, oh, okay, yeah. And then I got that. <laughs> I got Your mom that was game. like, I'm going to buy that game. No, it was later I got this oh, game. Oh, okay. I'm not, I can't, if she got it, it must have been the sign. Like, just kill us. I'm sick of knowing her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of you people. But no, I, I finally got that game. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, he, he, even that guy was like, oh, they've been working on it since the Dreamcast. Which to me at that time, oh, that was a long time. It really wasn't. It was like four or five years ago. Yeah. It was four or five years of development, you know. It was, you know Duke Nukem Forever took, like, what, how long? Ten it, plus. Yeah. Uh, and we still didn't get, like, the complete. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this game is called Fable. If you haven't figured it out, folks. And Fable, uh, I, I, I was introduced to it towards, like, right there. And... I didn't get the entire acorn stuff like that, you know, where you plant an acorn, you come back into the tree. Mm -hmm. So, I, people that knew about that felt left felt let down. You um, had no preconceived notions. I, I had no you, so no expectations. I, I went in and was just Blown wow, away. like yeah. the characters getting older. It says something a lot about oh. preconceived notions and expectations when you yeah. go in completely like blindside and you end yeah. up being. You, your character gets scarred and the scars stay forever. How old were you? Would you say when you probably thirteen, yeah. maybe fourteen, and just uh, you know th th that also had an arena mode. A lot of a lot of RPGs will introduce an arena mode at some point. Yeah, um, I feel like with uh, you know, let's say for example, Oblivion. It's, it's help you like get better at fighting and you know uh, building yeah. up your XP stuff like that. 
uh, this one was the arena in this one was more towards the end and there's so many amazing moments mm-hmm. in that you know there's you start off with the guild you know you go all the way through to uh, is it Power Stone? Power or was that the second game? I don't remember you know I'm what I'm talking sure. about? Yeah. you know what I'm talking Bowerstown, about though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bower- oh Bowerstown Bowerstone, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. don't know, but continue, man. Yeah, I remember all that stuff. The first encounter you have with the uh, what are the uh, the the howling? Oh, God. You almost had it. They were you like ba- Balverines. The Balverines. Yeah, yeah. Such a cool name. Oh yeah, uh, I remember like going to that mission, oh, seeing, the, that level, and seeing like Being a crater. Out. Oh god! It was like misty and all that. And, uh, now you oh, said uh, I wish you'd do it at the end of the game or something. Well, you go ahead and I'll, I'll oh, okay. explain my yeah. little thing. Well, with that. Yeah. I love those games too. Oh, by the dude. way, all three of them are yeah. amazing in my opinion. Um, so. I beat two. I never really played much of three. I, uh, I, two I never was, did beat two, two, and I love it so was, much. Two was very anticlimactic. Okay. It's just, yeah, Nothing can live uh, up to that first one. Oh and my, man! And the experiences you had when you played it. Yeah. Yeah, I have a great what experience. I've, what I've got out of the second one, it's my favorite between. The two, I and I exclude the third because I haven't played it. But the first one is super good. Did you ever play Lost Chapters? I have played parts of it, but I've okay. Never... I was gonna say because a lot of it is just more so it's implemented in yeah. the rest of the game. It's not like it's not necessarily right. you go to a new place. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like it's like you're getting more Side perspective yeah. and stuff from yeah. The different characters. And yeah, um, it's like exposition. Yeah. yeah, there are so many cool things in that you know you get you go into prison for here and you have to win a race and if you don't win the race you're you spend another year in prison. That's you're, you're scary. Older and older, <laughs> yeah. and you know, by the if you don't play that, you don't beat the game fast. And if you're an old man when you finally beat it, yeah. So that's it, what happened oh, to me. Oh, it was great. Well, let's talk about the soundtrack with Danny Elfman. The theme, oh, like yeah. Oakvale, that you know, and everything. Yeah. Oh, oh so good. God. I didn't even realize that was Danny Elfman. Until you just told me, but it makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. I totally yeah. get it. Um, oh, there's just. I remember there was one mission there down by the uh, the sea where. You know, you, you want to attract that beautiful lady. You got to get these three things. And you know, you go and get like the, this mustache and this haircut and you know something else, oh, his yeah. beard. And this guy tricks you. He's like, "Yeah, you look like a fool." I've been had. <laughs> I've been bamboozled. Um, yeah. uh, you buying buying a house? You can mount your trophies. You you know, uh, I I always felt terrible about this, but if you eat like baby ducks. You gain like, like you, you gain XP or something like that. You gain yeah. you gain like you know dark side points essentially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The baby chicks. Oh, yeah. What about you, man? Gosh. Oh yeah, absolutely love those games. Uh, I was going to ask you, what did you choose for the ending? Um, I played both ways. I remember the ending. You had the the uh, you can kill your sister, and yeah. you get the sword, or you can save her, and you get like nothing memorable armor or something like that. Yeah. I think. Oh, and also if you watch all the cutscenes. And they actually tell you how many babies were born from the, the dev team and also how many pizzas they ordered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's cool. Yep, yep, yep. Linehead had a good sense of humor, yeah, for sure. If, if you finished it, then um, the cutscenes, which is like 10 minutes long or 15 minutes long, mm-hmm. uh, you can just keep playing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, of course. Duh, because, okay, so yeah, I definitely killed my sister. But they, I was <laughs> Dude, I wanted that sword. I was kind of RPing as a bad guy. There you uh, go. I remember I got trapped in the prison, and what I remember is that I was pretty young, although I had uh, white hair at that point. Uh, not white hair, but I had horns already. Yeah. And uh, I went. I remember going to prison. I failed on this like sequence or whatever where uh-huh. I was locked in there for a very long time, and by the time I got out of prison, I was a hunched over old man, bald oh on gosh. top, super long horns, and long 
you know, glistening white hair. Yeah. My sister looked just the, as she did, you know, the last time I seen her. Like, she was a, like a 30-year-old She just hadn't aged a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And I was a withered old man, so I definitely killed her and took that sword and then went around and terrorized pretty much everybody <laughs> with, like, the most OP sword in the whole game. That's awesome. amazing. And then that's why I played the second one, and I played and beat the third one. And, you know, they have their flaws, but I do like, I like all three of them, I would yeah. say, in their own ways, so. I, I do like that the butler... And three is played by John Cleese. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Your, little, uh, your assistant, basically. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely good games. It's not. It, it would be in my uh, top one hundred somewhere, but it, it'd definitely be in that list because it was. It was a great game. Yeah, maybe so. my top twenty because that I remember I rented it, but I couldn't mm-hmm. play it yet, and I like had the case in my hands at this family event, and I just didn't. I sat down and just stared at it, like read the manual back <laughs> to back. I like, so excited to play. Yeah. yeah, and I really, I was like, <laughs> I, I remember my cousin was there. I was like, hey, James, you got an Xbox, bud? Like, you know, and he was like, no, I don't got that. He was like 20-something, you know what I mean? And I was like, ah. And I was just, you know, just holding this game in my hands, not, you know, waiting to play it, you know? So, yeah. But yeah, and when I finally did, it was mind-blowing Amazing. at that time. Yeah, it so. was definitely good. Definitely good. I think, I think the, it has that negative association <laughs> with like all the, the the acorn and all the the way Peter Molyneux hyped it up but like if you look at it just as it is like you said you went in just completely open minded you had have no preconceived notions expectations all that it's super good it's super yeah. good super fun yeah, yeah. Oh, so and the revelation of uh, your your family and everything and how all that stuff happened oh my god yeah what well, I also love just starting as a kid Jack even though, even though yeah, yeah even though it progressed super fast but like just starting as a kid and like growing up oh, and then just yeah. when you get to the adult point and then you can start aging like you said yeah. it's just cool so what's your number two man my number two yeah okay now this is probably going to be extremely controversial but my number two and my number th- one are both very much new games but uh, I would say my number two is Sea of Thieves so uh, and the reason being because I played that shortly after you had played it and talked to me about it you know what I mean I got got Game Pass and I started playing it and I absolutely fell in love I've had some of the best uh, online multiplayer experiences I think I've ever had I've made like over a hundred friends on Xbox Live just playing that game yeah I absolutely. called into work a few times to play that <laughs> game. Uh, absolutely fell in love. And we have done some incredible things, some absolutely incredible things with lots of people. You know, yeah. you too, you know, we played it together no, many doubt. times. So I've, I yeah, we've just recently been it. playing this with Justin, and it's just, it's so much fun. I think, I mean, if you haven't played it and you have Game Pass, definitely try it out as long as you have some people to play with because it's just, it's amazing. And it's just like a social it is a social experiment. Yes, it really sure. is. And like, there's so I was gonna I was gonna ask you just for an example. What would you say, for us at least, what would you say was one of your favorite experiences? Okay, definitely. We had that big group. Uh, I think it was the the three boats or whatever, yeah. which was like a total of like eight players or whatever. And uh, I remember we were all just done cashed in for the day and we just sat there and probably hung out and talked for a good maybe hour after yeah. that we had a shootout yes on the dock it yeah. was hilarious we were just messing around basically at you just that get point. super goofy then Justin and i played the other day and when we were done we literally <laughs> went to the tavern and our characters got super drunk <laughs> yeah. And, up, yeah, and we were just throwing up and i got a couple screenshots of him just like blowing chunks and everything <laughs> what, what about you man how do you feel about sea of thieves you know it, it's amazing to me that it, it, there's no story. There's no narrative. There is the now. Game. There is now. Yes, there, there wasn't. Though. There wasn't for oh, a but year. Yeah, they've added that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know about mm-hmm. that. Well, to me, it was we really still need cool. to beat it. That's something we should do. Yeah. yeah. They, they, to me, it's really cool that like you kind of make the narrative yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that aspect. Definitely. Exactly, exactly. But now I guess I can't say that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Hargus has his own story, his own yes. character's backstory. Brutus and... Brodacious, you know, and, and he's he's a big hefty dude, and he's got a, a, a shark scar on his body. Like a shark bite? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, his past was that he, he had a wife and a kid, and one day their ship was attacked at night by a storm and a megalodon, and the megalodon, the, the, the wife and the child fell overboard, the megalodon got him, and he just, he got in a fight with it, lived, but wasn't able to kill it, and, you know, swears vengeance upon it, and now he just kind of helps... Helps out and stuff like that. So I store sandwiches. On the, yes, the I store. Dams. I secretly store sandwiches. Uh, that's my head cannon on uh, the ferry of the damned underneath the cannons. Don't <laughs> tell anybody the, though. The crates of but, spices. Yeah, and uh, I always ask when people get the crates of spices. I always ask them specifically to bring it to me because he likes to cook. And you know when I sometimes when we go and attack skelly ships, I will climb up. We you know we'll grab the uh, the gunpowder barrel. I'll come down you know from the crow's nest and I will. Jump here, Jeff will. Jeff's a great, great captain. He'll steer the ship right into him. I will jump over with that gunpowder barrel, light it, and just boom. And I usually die in the process, but I like to envision myself splitting the ship in half with my body mass because I am a <laughs> you big, are a thick big boy. boy. I am very you big, are a thick boy. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of those bananas. You are an on the absolute sea of thieves, unit. You know, for for a year there wasn't any other food you could find on the sea of thieves. It was just bananas. And since then, you know, there's been a lot of gardeners out there in the world, and they, you apparently, know, and, and yeah, <laughs> come in from different parts of the world. And now there's there's uh, tomatoes and all kinds of other pomegranates, things. pomegranates, They're all fruits, yeah, mangoes, mangoes, yeah, just all, all kinds of different fruits. I don't know why I said uh, gardeners, <laughs> but, yeah, I'll, but I'll, <laughs> on top of all the experiences you can make, you know what I mean? It's like a it's it's an ever evolving, ever changing type of like landscape. They're yeah, they've added so much, stuff, adding new islands, new. Mechanics, new lore. You know what I mean. It's just—it's yeah. a constantly shifting like thing, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's amazing. And like I said, the main thing that's the most fun about it is how many people you can meet and the the friends you can make. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. I made a really good friend that we would play almost every day, every morning. So yeah, and it. Sorry, go ahead. No, you you. I was gonna say it's worth mentioning too. Like, you know, it, it's an interesting how it creates a level of stress that sort of gets fostered when you have a lot of stuff on the ship. Oh yeah, we played with a oh guy, uh, you know, a kid one time who just started swearing because he was so anxious because, like, Jeff's a pirate legend, and I'm getting there, but Jeff just knows way more than I do in that game and has a better head on his shoulders. So like, and after playing with him for a while, I got I got to the same point. So we would just collect a ton of treasure before we even turned it in. We didn't want to like collect a little bit, turn in, a little bit, turn in. Yeah, a in. lot of people tend to do that. Yeah. And I've noticed it, 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 it. Even if you lose all that much, like let's say hypothetically you do sink and lose all that much, it's part of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's turning a pirate in a hundred to two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars in one turn in is just it's just rewarding it's amazing. itself. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you find you start getting stressed because then you there's, get real there's, stressed. as soon as you see a player ship, you're like, oh, are they coming toward us? Other times you see a skeleton ship. There's that been times you, it helps you strategize. Yeah. and you know, do stuff at, like in the future and stuff. Like yeah, that, but so. sometimes you get the crack in the megalodon. You'll get stuck in a storm. You're trying to outrun another ship, or and, and then on, on top of it, when you when you do a skeleton fort, uh, like a raid, you know, basically in that game, and another ship comes toward, and another you ship comes yeah. toward you. You know, uh, you got to try to discern whether or not they're friendly or foe. Do they want to get an alliance? Do they not? And there's people Are that will betray people. And Jeff's had plenty of adventures where he's like. Totally done that. And, oh yeah. Uh, oh, I've been betrayed, and I've been the betrayer. Can you tell him real quick the fun. story about the pig? The pig. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So as 
I normally try and like with Hargis or whatever, we'll we'll hang out and, like co-captain. And like I said with you or whatever, like it's best if everyone works together. But sometimes you have to actually captain inexperienced people. And I remember I've also played with a lot of kids or a lot of kids on the Sea of Thieves, but which it's is also really hilarious. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's cool and it's funny Very cool. to shape them into little savage warriors. <laughs> <laughs> there was this kid I played with. The Milk Marauder, his, he had a random gen Xbox name, and we probably played for like two weeks <laughs> straight. <laughs> and when he started, he was, I would say, admittedly terrible. But after the like after the first couple days, he was a he was a beast. And I would send him by himself to another ship, and he would be like, "Killed one! Oh, I got another!" You know what I mean? And yeah. he would absolutely destroy people. Like I shepherd him into a little pirate lord, basically. Yeah. And it was amazing. But uh. So there's one instance, this one very annoying kid who wanted to grab a pig because it was a new thing where you could put pigs in crates and take them with you. And I was like, you know what? We have to, we'll have to feed it to keep it alive. And I just don't think it's a good idea right now. Like I'm about to leave. And the kid was like, you know what? Or he like really insisted. So I was like, all right, fine. And as he brings it on board or whatever, I'm like, all right, so we're ready to go. We got the islands mapped out. And as I set sail, as soon as we start to take off, I run and grab this pig and go to the back and drop it off the back. <laughs> And he had no idea that I even did that for the longest time. That's so mean. <laughs> did he name it too? Yeah, he named it. Oh. He had a whole, like backstory for it. He's like, "This is gonna be my best friend. I'm gonna take care of it." And I was like, "As long as you feed it, bud." And you know, and he was like, "Yeah, I promise, I will." And I was like, "All right, I'm just, I don't want to have to take care of it. You know, that's gonna be your responsibility." And as soon as he turned around, I picked it up and dropped it off. The <laughs> so messed up. And like it just, it'll sit in the water until it eventually sinks. Oh. But yeah. there was another time too. We had uh, one kid in our group, and he was amazing. It was like my first real experience playing with you. Oh I'd yeah, say. yeah. And like this kid. I remember was he was doing such I like a great the kids. job. They're they're re- they're really good. You know, what yeah. I mean? they want to learn. So. Yeah, and I always try to be extra nice to them because you can tell sometimes people have been kind of little mean to them. I'll make the kids curse at other pirates. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this one particular time, I remember uh, Jeff and I were out on the ship, kind of like watching it or something. And this other player we had, this guy was uh, attacking the the pirate fort or uh, the what was it called? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skelly yeah. Ford. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes. I said Pirate Ford. But yeah, Skelly Ford. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they're, they're, they're both attacking it. And this kid, I'm watching him from the ship. And it's got this sort of center base that's kind of like a spire. And he's, <laughs> he's starting to like fight his way out. And there's pirates coming up from the beachhead. Just a horde of them. And <laughs> I remember he turns around. <laughs> he screams so hard, his mic like turn goes robotic and screeches, and then his mic breaks. Yeah, he broke his mic by he broke his mic by like, screaming so loud. It almost sounded like when Neo touched the, touched the mirror in the Matrix, the first Matrix, and his voice becomes yeah. digitized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, he got super digitized, <laughs> and it scared the crap out of everyone, but made us laugh hysterically <laughs> because of that. Then he messaged us both. He's like, "Mike's broke." Yeah. And then the next day, he was like, "He was like, I got a new mic." And oh uh, very, very cool kid. Uh, the people that we play with are usually pretty awesome. I mean, you oh, have yeah. to you have to screen them because I mean, people can always try to like mess you up, what you have going on, sabotage you. But it's it's just super fun. Most it, you have some amazing experiences with random people, and I just you don't really get that as much. Uh, with a lot of the games the way they're structured today, you it's know, just especially cool with the party it puts, system, it puts too. you in like this random world with random people, basically. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like a, it is a fight for survival, but also it could be a new like friendship, yeah, happening, new friendship, you know new mean? alliance. They even have an emote, you know, for those that haven't played it. They even have an, an emote where if you sort of gesture out to make a friend, and they do it too, it'll pop up on the screen that you can add one another. Yeah, it friends. sends a friend request. Yeah, it sends a friend via request via the game yeah. through an emote. Super, super cool. 
Yeah, so. you could get some really cool experiences. Like just the other day, I w- uh, we had like a whole server-wide alliance. You could have si- six ships onto a server, and uh, basically we had all we had five, all but one ship in this yeah. whole server, which is you know pretty astounding, pretty rare to get. Definitely, all in alliance, to... all working together, all yeah. grinding out money for each other, and it was absolutely amazing. That's why you took that screenshot right of all the ships. Yeah, of all the ships. Yeah, yeah I, I took a screenshot like, oh my of it. Gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. We probably we that's the best way to make money, and we were grinding out loot for hours yeah. and hours. I can't wait for the three of us to play it, where we literally just mm-hmm. grind. For it was a while. awesome. You, I kind of had to shepherd people on like what. Specifically, each ship should be doing. You know what I mean? Like, who had this many people? Like, oh, you, it's a sloop. They have two people. They should be doing something easy. Whereas the brigs and galleons should be doing the harder stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, but it's oh, absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah, we can talk for a long time about yeah. it. Uh, absolutely amazing. My go ahead. No, before we do number one. Yes, I through the powers of deduction and the fact that you told me beforehand. We, I'm pretty sure we have the same number one. I was going to say we should both just yeah, discuss now, this. Now, should we, unless Jeff has the same number one, I think we should I let him not. go. You don't have a number one? I do not. I have a number one, but I know oh. it's not your Yeah, if you want to go, if you want to go for your number then one, because we we're both is the same. Yeah. You guys so. are going to go back and forth, and it's a game I've hardly played. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, all right, I'll no. go ahead and do yeah, my number, one, number one My number one is also a pretty new game. It's Fallout 4. Dude, now, that's nice. your favorite game of all time? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that, I've had, well, it's like like 80 days Played real you have life played days, a ton of it. so that's like several, oh a couple thousand hours, yeah. I guess. Uh, I beat it, I think, four times. You know, uh, played through. You know, met all the factions, met all the characters. Pretty much discovered like a hundred percent of all the locations. I think I have almost all the achievements, except for some of the DLC stuff. But I've absolutely. You bought it on both consoles. I right? bought the yes, and both like all the DLCs also separately yeah. as well. I didn't even buy the so I'm giving them a lot of money, but. Uh, I absolutely adore that game, and uh, the I think it's I think it's absolutely amazing, and I that's probably that's how we I would say became friends. Really, yes, I remember I, I gave like, you a ride home one night. And I was work. like, I heard you talking about Fallout Four. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm playing through right now. Yeah, which yeah, Fallout Four is an awesome game. I, have, like, I know a lot. much an encyclopedic knowledge of that game because yeah. of how much time I've spent there. Uh, the the settlement system, you know what I mean, and all the companions. I built them each, their which own is houses. awesome. Because I used to think before I got to know you that I was like. I don't care about this. I'm like, I can't. I don't care about the settlement stuff. I don't like it. And I still feel that way. But then you were like, oh, I love that. Yeah, I built all contrast, contrast, And I was like, oh, so there's definitely like a crowd community for people. Oh, yeah. That love my, that. my problem is I get way too into that stuff. And yeah. then I just kind of like get bored and I don't finish the game. That's kind of, that's kind of what happened with Skyrim with me, too. Is I get it. There's a lot. You get sidetracked. DLC comes out and it, you get so sidetracked and I start, like I got my house started decorating you know, all, all that Oh, stuff. Hearthfire or whatever? Yeah. 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 Hearthstone? Or, was or Heart- it, no, no, Hearthstone Heartfire. is the game, isn't it? Hearthstone yeah. is the Blizzard game. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, Hearthfire, yeah. Yeah, so once that stuff hits, like it's so much fun but then like I just move on. Yeah. For some reason, it just kind of like it kills it for me. For no, some, I get I don't it. Know, but. I get it. A lot of the quality of life, like things that they have, like that, you know. Oh you yeah. Just, you can build a community and stuff. You end up wanting to do that more than the quest, but it, it's cool that they have that option. Yeah, so, I did. I, sure. And I built and I, all eighteen communities, and I shepherded them to have at least uh, like twenty people in each by raising my max charisma all the time, and that was like my favorite awesome. thing to do. And I made thousands and thousands of caps. Always good by point, doing that. good points in charisma. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember. Um, like, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I just remember from the get-go, I was super stoked that my character had a voiceover. And I get why people mm-hmm. don't like that. But, because okay, because in one sense, like in Oblivion, I you know, when I'm playing as a character, 
I have my own, you know, like your own voice in it in your head. You know, like as you're playing it, as you're reading the lines, you kind of yeah. read it in your own voice or whatever. Unless you're role playing, that or dialogue like, system had its flaws. So. Yeah, I think it has its problems. Like I think that if they can improve it and stuff, and maybe give you a couple options, like Dragon Age Inquisition, Inquisition. gives yep. you like three, at least three for each gender. Like I think that's cool. But I thought it was. That's I thought a it was lot neat. Money, like though, I love just hitting the sarcastic too. option all the time. I remember yeah. that dude in in a. Uh, oh my god, I can't think of the town right now. Diamond City and. He was like, do you have, you know, Nuka-Cola, Nuka-Cola, and I Nuka-Cola, hit sarcastic, yeah. and then your guy's like, drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and then one lady was saying something about, uh, I think about the uh, synths and stuff, and I said, I had some sarcastic thing, and talking about how I was like a synth, maybe, I was like, you never know, and she was like, oh my god, yeah, you know, and like, girl, she's yeah. A shopkeeper, yeah, oh, it's yeah. so funny using the sarcastic responses in that game and seeing how they react, so. Yeah, I think one of my favorite moments is uh, in Good Neighbor, you can role play in a role playing game as a, a fictional character called the, Sh- the Silver Shroud. Oh, yep. You wear his outfit, and you go around, you know, like... You will know justice this day. Yeah, for you, I, don't the you silver shroud. Yeah, <laughs> you have a Tommy gun. Even yeah, yeah, you have his gun and his oh. outfit and everything. Oh, so. I, that's the last time I played. Is I found that stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Did, Did you like what were your thoughts on Fallout Four? Oh, I, I, I still haven't beat that either. It's just one of those things where it's an open world. There's just so much to RPGs. do, and I work too much. I guess. Yeah. But oh well, it's, my it's hard. Those those RPG open world games get harder to beat the older I get. I didn't have a job so. at the time, and I yeah. remember I the first day I bought it, and this is and all of this. Is because of Skyrim. Like I wouldn't have played Fallout Three or New Vegas or loved them as much as I do if it wasn't for Skyrim. Like for I sure. said. So, but Fallout Four. I remember the first day I bought it, I took it home and uh, I played it for most of the day. And my girlfriend uh, was like, "Put the kids to sleep." You know what I mean? She's like, "I'm going to sleep." All right. And then she goes to sleep and then she wakes up and I'm still playing it. <laughs> so it was like it was at least twenty hours. First time straight. Brian played it, he was on from morning until night, or yeah. if I should say from night until like afternoon. Dude, I it does that. It does that to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she was like, "Are you still playing that?" And I was like, "No, I." I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a great game, dude. I can. I didn't know that that was your number one, but that's actually that's my number cool. one. That's the, that's beat it so many times. That makes sense. Experience all the different storylines. It's my favorite Fallout. I mean, cranny. I've only played. I played a good amount of Fallout Three. I played a little bit of New Vegas. I know New Vegas is the popular choice. Among oh most yeah, people, that's, and I can see why. But that'd be my second favorite Fallout, Fallout game. Yeah, for sure. Fallout Four. I just. I could like the like it got to the it's like it's like Skyrim versus Oblivion where Oblivion's like very regular it's like a typical RPG and then Skyrim is a bit more accessible so you know and then you get to, like Fallout Four has the dialogue system and just the, the combat I, shooting it just combat, everything flows yeah. a lot better yes yeah, so yeah. it's a lot more accessible but yeah uh, also all the different individual DLCs like uh, especially. Uh, it was a wasteland workshop where you could yep. literally capture animals and raiders and people and make an arena and pit them against each other. Yeah. Uh, dude, absolutely amazing. Contraptions, being able to make like uh, Rube Goldberg type machines and yep. stuff like that. You know, crazy mechanisms. There. Oh, or absolutely. Just, uh, create, taking all your surplus steel and making them into lunchboxes and selling them for $20, 20 caps a piece. You know yeah. what I mean? As yep. opposed to one cent a piece. Like, made so much caps, you know what I mean? So many exploits you could, well, not really exploits, but just like different ways you could do things in that game and it's absolutely amazing. I love it. Love it so yeah. much. Love no, it. definitely. Nuka World, after I beat that it was... with my 18 settlements, going back as a raider and taking them over and then sending those raider parties to destroy the settlements you had built just to like be a bad guy, you know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, you want to... Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I actually wrapped up, I haven't told you this story, but just to wrap up my thoughts on that game, uh, I had just a really fun in universe way that I went out with that game after beating everything 
I saved the main story for last, and then I moved on to the DLC stuff, and I did the Nuka World last. You go to this... It's, it's, it's an expansion, so you go to a different part of the, the place, and you do all this stuff, and you're basically a bad dude doing bad stuff. And I decided morality-wise, because story-wise, you find out this dude's your dad, or I'm sorry, this dude's your son, and you know he's grown up and everything, and after all that stuff kind of happened, in my head, I'm like, in in, in character, I'm thinking, he's just going to... He has this, He doesn't have a sense of purpose now. He's got like a death wish. Goes to Nuka World, falls in with some bad people. But I, you did the cooler thing. Whereas at the end of that DLC, I think I can't remember how you do it, but like you, you, I wouldn't kill them all basically. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't kill, kill all, all the raiders. bad dudes. Like yeah. so, I united them and then it's I killed a part them all. Full of different, like three different raider yeah. factions, all bad people. And then once I was done with it, I went back to the to the uh, Commonwealth. I stripped off all my stuff that I'd been carrying throughout the entire game and got as unencumbered as I could. Get rid of all my stim packs and everything. Just got had a regular t-shirt and slacks on. And I had like one pistol. And I just walked out there and I fought people until I died. And I got taken down by a, a vetabird. Vertebird, yeah. Yeah, vertebird, awesome. yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's amazing. And so that was just my way of it. As soon as he died, I literally took a screenshot of him like there. And I just I paused the game. I got out and I haven't gone back in. So he had an actual in-game death. You know. My ending, it's still, like, kind of open-ended. Uh, I have a, an enormous castle. I have, like, all of the collectible outfits on display on armor racks. You know what I mean? I don't Very know if cool. I ever showed you my you house. You show, yeah, I want to see that. Uh, yeah, I should, I should show you. I have, like, uh, 20 different kinds of unique power armor. Like, every unique power armor I've collected, you know what I mean? Along with other custom ones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have this huge castle that I built with every, like, singular unique thing That's you can awesome, find in Jeff. the game on display. And I'm trying to do that with Skyrim, too, but... You know, like placing things, you know what I mean, and decorating your house. And oh, yeah. Like I said, I'm, oh I'm, gosh, I'm obsessed yeah. with that stuff, and that's why I love Fallout 4 so much, and I think that, like, that's why I don't, you know what I mean, over Skyrim, that's what makes it, like, no, way up it. there, you know what I mean? I want to, I'm sure you want the next Elder Scrolls to have that, but I take it to the next. I would love it, yeah. yes. I would oh, get absolutely that. love I it. I get that. Uh, yeah, I would love to take, like, explore their world that they created and pickpocket every little cute little thing and put it on display yeah, somewhere. Yeah, make it look all be. nice and shiny. Yeah, yeah, all these memories and all these cool little trinkets and stuff, you know, so... Yeah, absolutely. Great yeah. choice, dude. That yeah. is a really good choice. Thank you, thank you. I know it has its criticisms, too. A lot oh, of I still think really it's, like that's it, my favorite one. I think even after... If I ever go back and play Fallout 3 in New Vegas and beat it just 100% through each one... I think I'm still gonna fall for. Yeah, I, just, I have such a, I had such a good time in it. It was another game like Witcher and Dragon Age where it took me a while to beat. It's just RPGs now, but I want to finish them. And when I did, I was like, that, that was awesome. My you only know? criticism I would say about that is the, uh, the addition of the Creation Club and how they like rich, oh, they, kinda, they, they ripped it up a bit. off yeah. mod makers, took their ideas and attached a price tag to them and sold them I get back that. to people. So I like that you can still use some of that stuff and now still gain achievements like you don't use. Well, you can do that on, like on PC. It has models right. where you don't... Since I, I play on console, I don't like, like it. That. But that's fair. I think yeah. you're right. I, I think it's it's more bad than good. So yeah. I get it. I, yeah, I definitely yeah. get it. But overall, amazing game. Yeah, now it's your guys' turn for your number one. What's our favorite game of all time, Justin? Big Bumpin' from Burger King. <laughs> Great choice. That's an honorable mention for I'm sure. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's Sneak King. Sneak King? No, it's Pocket Bike Racer. Come oh, on. I never actually played that one. What about oh. Chex Quest? Oh, the the best Doom game that was never actually an actual Doom game <laughs> yeah. ever made. Yeah, yeah, Like, anyone, anyone that tries to debate... I, I, I recognize... Like the Doom games being amazing, I can't. I've only played Doom 2016 and never played the original Dooms. I think I played Doom 2 maybe, but dude, Chex Quest is amazing. Chex Quest. That is amazing. It's incredible how they took that game that was literally just its own. Like Star Wars Dark Forces is a Doom clone. 
You know, they had a, it's a Doom oh, clone. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. the best, yeah. It's it's just crazy. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. That was our, all of our contents. <laughs> um, it's KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Made by, developed by Bioware, released in 2003, um, published by uh, LucasArts, so. And an Xbox exclusive. Uh, and PC. Was it on PC as well? It was yeah. eventually, wasn't it? Or was it? I think it was. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe it was just Xbox at first. I think it might have been both, but it was still. It wasn't on PlayStation. So, yeah, man. Why? Why is it your favorite? I believe it came out before Fable. Maybe, possibly, or was it after? Fable was two thousand and four. So, I yeah, I think it was two thousand four. So, yeah. I'm gonna check that out yeah. real quick while you're. I uh, believe Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic was the very first game. Mm-hmm. To have the good and evil system. And that that was the first for our experience, I think. I don't know if it was I, overall. I think, I think it was overall. I think I remember seeing something that on the back of the box. In fact, I can go fish for that that uh, that game and see if it says that. But I, I do remember is either that or Fable. But it was two thousand four. Yep. So so, we, we, so Fable came out after. Okay, so I think it was the very first game to do that. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, yeah. And there is there's just so much in that game. I mean, it was it was it was before Mass Effect, of course, but you can see like Bioware's entire um, what morality, uh, their, their entire way of doing things, like the three party oh, system, gotcha. the the conversation system. I I, I just kind of fell in love with that playing it. As well as all these amazing characters and party members, you have Zalbar, you have Mission, and you've, you know Carth Onassi, and how her and Mission don't get along because he treats her like a kid. She's like, "I'm not a kid," which is what every kid says. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, you know, going all the way up to Candorus and you know uh, uh, his uh, the stories of like Mandalore and all these just just talking to them was amazing. Getting them to play off each other was amazing, and the story itself was, you know, amazing. Yeah. Um, so much so, I don't even want to go into like the big, tw- you know, sp- spoiler that the tweet. Yeah. I don't even want to talk. But about it had that. a big one. It did. Yeah. And it was. I remember when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a character takes their mask off and it's just like, <gasps> like yeah, I I was so blown away. I I just I still to this day. Uh, have never come across. I mean, the only thing that comes close to that is maybe like, you know, Red Dead Redemption, where you know you you know you die and you you know you come back as the kid to get vengeance. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's in line with that, but nothing has ever surprised me like that before. Yeah. No. Um, completely. Maybe completely as, maybe it was just me being like a thirteen year old kid that you know wasn't you know picking up on the clues, but they actually like show all the clues leading to everything and. Um, it, I'm not a big fan of turn-based fighting, but that game is my exception. Yeah. It, and, and, well, and, and it used back, it used the old D20 system from I think D&D 3.5 I think, oh. at the time. Really, like further mechanics, yeah. dice rolls, and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of yeah. games do. You yeah. know, so going back and replaying with the combat though was great though because say you have like a room that has two entrances and there's a bunch of people inside. Well, you can split your party up. Yep. And play as another character, and you can go and enter and fight and have them fight like a two-front battle. Yep. And oh, yeah. I didn't. I just you know died so many times the first playthrough. When, you know when I finally figured out the strategy of all that stuff, and like, I'd have one person be ranged and one person be like you know melee and just have them 
you know, the, you know, the person has a sword out, but he's also getting shot, so he's got no chance at this point, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it just, there's so many amazing things. Or even, like, just plant a, plant a grenade or a, a, a mine outside of a room and then just run away. Yeah. Um, after you get their attention, they chase and... Yeah, you just kind of aggro them into it. Exactly. Yeah, that was great. Dude, I, I feel the same way, dude. I had an amazing experience with it. My... First introduction to it was in a magazine, and they were talking about how you can make your own character, and it's supposed to be like 60 hours, and I was like, it was completely unbeknownst to me at a time that a game could be that big, you know? And I didn't have a concept of role-playing games, and I, I just... it was really ahead of its time. It was. Aspect, yeah. yeah. And, and especially for Star Wars fandom, you know what I mean? It was huge. Make your own lightsaber, yeah. and uh, choose to become either... You know, a Jedi or a Sith, basically, and uh, like I said, the ending that we won't spoil or whatever. Yeah. You know, but uh, well, the ending I don't mind, but the twist is the. Well, twist. it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let's just say it. it's, it's two thousand three. It's two thousand three. I'm having my girl play through it right now. Oh, okay. She's, well, she's gonna listen to this for her sake. Yeah, I want to. Let's yeah, yeah. be respectful. Of that okay. Right. But there's a cool twist, uh, and the ending's very satisfying too. But it makes you want a sequel, which there is one of. I don't like it as much personally, but it is very good. I respect anyone who likes it more because it's super dark, super philosophical, very interesting. But the first one is amazing. Uh, yes, so I went and got... I remember I just pre-ordered it on the basis of it being a Star Wars game alone. <laughs> yeah. And then I got it, and I remember um, being in the car ride home, and I had the strategy guide as well, and I was flipping through it, and it gets to the the Undercity, the, of the sewers. Yeah, the Undercity of Terrace. And you're in the sewers, and like I remember just getting to that page, and I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna get this far, you know. And it just looked like there was so much, and I'm just thinking this game is gonna be impossibly difficult. I was just a teenager, didn't have any concept of the D20 system or just turn-based combat or an RPG, and I still managed to beat it, and it was amazing. The characters, it, I, I remember being so immersed in it that after I played it, it made me like consider like how I said things and how that has an impact on people and, and yeah. like how I can help and how I can like hurt you know because I remember I had a dark side playthrough after and that was so hard to do for me <laughs> yeah. especially but, for you yeah I especially think. for me yeah. <laughs> thank you and but but at the same time it was satisfying because it, things people reacted super differently and it made me feel horrible and I was like I like that the game makes me feel that way I, didn't, I was used to playing movie licensed games by that up to that point pretty much in, in sports games mm-hmm. so that was amazing uh, the characters were great. Um, looking back, some of the stuff's dated, but even the dated aesthetics, like just on Terrace, and you go on Kashyyyk into the Shadowlands, Manon, that you just hear that violin. That, I was going to talk about yeah, that, how uh, isolated that feels and everything, and you you find that one like locker, and it's like there's noise coming from it, and there's a guy locked himself in there. Like, oh, crazy. yeah. Fishy fish. Can yep, be fishy, fish. fishy, fishy, fishy. <laughs> and you can literally just, you get the option to insert your lightsaber into the... I mean, I want to oh, get really? the guy yeah. out, and you just... You yeah, just, you can just do you that. Just stab him. Yep. Nice. Uh, it was it was amazing uh, and great combat, satisfying characters and aesthetics. Uh, the humor was also very good. And dude, I also like uh, the DLC where you go to the I think it's a Yavin a moon of Yavin Four, and there's like a merchant there, and it even had its own side quest. Like that was just kind of cool extra padding for it. Um, Man, and, and you know what's crazy is in 2001, I think it was, Star Wars Galaxies released as an MMO. And it was amazing for people. I didn't get to play it until it got changed, but then it got changed into this update that just completely Jedi's. overhauled it. And they, Well, you had Jedis, but that was the issue. Is you got started on this invisible quest line that you didn't know you were like sort of random, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you eventually get to be a Jedi. And then they have an update. Or they had an expansion... And then the next day, if I'm not mistaken, 
it completely goes into an overhaul, a new game update, and it's you're you want you have all the classes. You could be a chef and a cook. I think it's you could just start out like that. Got condensed down to like six classes. One of them was Jedi. So all the time, all the people spent earning. I that. watched the video. Yeah, how Jedi's destroyed that game, and yeah. I watched that whole video because I heard you were talking about it's it. You know what? We deal. haven't talked about that yet, but yeah, yeah. I dude. watched that video, and that just sounds crazy. <laughs> It'd be like uh, if right now, if they released an update for Sea of Thieves, and it's like, oh, guess what? You can be a pirate legend right off the bat. And yeah. it's like, oh, that didn't take thousands of hours of work. You yeah, know what I mean? like it just, it, just oh, it sucked, but I. I, I, this, uh, one of the, like, supervisors at my, my work, I heard a story about how he had played Galaxies, mm-hmm. gotten, like, a, a character to a Jedi at that point, and then actually, like, sold that. Yeah. And then, a few weeks later, he found out the guy didn't actually, like, change the passwords or anything, so he just sold it again to somebody else. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so douchey. <laughs> so that's messed up, but yeah. The soundtrack in that game was phenomenal. I still listen to it to this day. I use it in our RPG sessions at times. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's, it's just an incredible game. I, I love it. Like I said, it, it made it was the first game to make me think about my choices and my actions outside of work. So I get or not outside of work. I don't know why I said outside of work, but outside of the game in life, it made me really contemplate that stuff. And I remember even trying to act like a Jedi. And it was just, I look back on that and I cringe. It's one of those things you think of in the shower as you're washing your hair. And you're like, oh, God, why? Do people remember when I try to talk like that? But, uh, yeah, it was it was overall You awesome. don't want to yeah. remember this. Yeah, right. You know, it it's, it's, it's kind of like with Mass Effect. Did you, like, kind of, like, like you talking to people after, like, playing that, marathoning that game? Yeah. And just you see the wheel? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing, too, is I think for a lot of people, I don't, like, I, I think Mass Effect 1's a great game, but I also think it's kind of underwhelming in some ways. That's my own personal opinion. But I think it's a it's a great game. But I think some of it also is attributed to that was people's first experience with that morality system and the light and dark side type stuff. Whereas ours was Kotor. So overall, amazing game. I love it so much. Still play it to this day. I think about it so much. There's that whole rumor uh, about a sort of reimagination of that, which I'm super excited for. It doesn't need to be tit for tat the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I just I would love another game like that. Old Republic is cool. I definitely think it's fun. It's just not the same. But yeah. we're kind of going long on this, so I wanted to get real quick to honorable mentions. I feel like we can cycle through, and then I'm going to wrap this up. Okay. So, you uh, want to go first? Or? Yeah, I was going to go first. I just have two uh, real quick. So there is a ton of games on here, <laughs> uh, but and I can't cover them all. Maybe another time. But uh, True Crime Streets of L.A. Nice. Oh, yeah. Love that game. Absolutely. Uh, Wasn't Walken part of that? Yeah, he was. And I remember yeah. the end of the game, there's a cutscene where you do dances, like just starts to break dance, <laughs> does a robot and stuff. And it was super, super fun. Love that game. Enter the Matrix is my other yes. one. Yeah. And I love that. Uh, just to say real quick, just to summarize, it was like part of the whole Matrix is like re- Matrix Reloaded's sort of multimedia event of like, just all this stuff they had, because I think, and I could be wrong, was End of the Matrix, or not, the the Animatrix. Was that around that time, or was that after, around Revolutions? I don't, I think it was... I think that was later. Okay, that might have been later, but yeah, but it was it was supplemental to Matrix Reloaded, which is my favorite Matrix film. I think the first one's critically better, second one's my favorite, though. And awesome game, Into the Matrix. Yes, and it just, I love yeah. how it, you play as Ghost, and I can't I think of Jada, yeah, Naomi, Ni- 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 thank you, and you just, it's actually them filming, they filmed their whole side of the story and just running along the walls and shooting and jumping and yeah, it was fun. Path of Neo was a great game too have a lot of great things to weird. say about that game it's super weird fighting six <laughs> foot ants but uh, it was good though but Enter the Matrix was fun too it even had the, that, the architect's hallway 
or whatever oh, it was, yeah. and you could just go down there into every room, and it was just amazing. Justin, what's yours? Uh, my uh, two honorable mentions are both from Machine Head Games. Uh, Wolfenstein 2. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Wolfenstein 1. It didn't make my top ten because Wolfenstein 2 like, sour beat very oh, okay. much on it. Um, amazing game. Wolfenstein the New Order, to be correct. Yes, the Not the OG order. stuff, but yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Old Blood was really good as well. For sure. Or is, Wolf- uh, is Wolfenstein the new one just called Wolfenstein? Uh, no, it's called Wolfenstein the, uh, 2, the New Colossus. The, the first one, though. Are you talking? Oh, the, yeah. the very first one was the very first first-person shooter. No, I'm saying you're saying this new in this new the new, new line Wolfenstein. Of series. Was it just called Wolfenstein? No, it's called or Wolfenstein. Part of, that, part of that trilogy. Then, yeah, Wolfenstein. There was a regular. There was a Wolfenstein game that came up with like the 360. It was just yep. called Wolfenstein. Yeah, which was also really okay. Cool. Yeah, that's its own thing. Yeah, yeah okay, I, okay, I, okay, I think okay, they yeah. recapped that, that with the Old Blood. Is what I was what I was told, which is like a prequel. To yep. That, yeah. Yeah, and I played Old Blood. That was that was great. Yeah, he likes those games too. Um. So uh, the other one is also from uh, also from them, uh, Machine Head Games, which is uh, the Darkness. Oh, I, nice! I, dude, I rented Deep that. Cut. Yeah, I've rented that game. Thing, oh, this is gonna be stupid. Ugh, it was actually just, awesome. It was, and the, the more and more I played it, the more and more I was like, well, yeah, it's okay. And then eventually, it's just by like, the end of the game, I was just, I loved it. Yeah. And I was so blown away. Like I'd never done stuff like that in a video game before. You know, like the the ending is literally like the bad guy that like. You know, he's like your uncle or something like that that killed your uh, your girlfriend. And, you know, the end of the game, like, the darkness is just, like, touch, you know, this, this demonic thing that's attached to you. Yeah. It's telling you to kill him. And if you do it, you know, you're, like, gone forever. Like, there's no, I don't know how to, like, end it without killing the guy. Yeah. And so you just do it, and it's just like, oh, well, I don't want to do it. But you end up doing it, and it's like, oh, my God, you're, you're done. You know, it, it was it was just a... You know, revenge is kind of a bittersweet kind of uh, thing. You know, oh, yeah. satisfying. I remember Eric playing it, loving it, and you could watch full episodes of Popeye. Yeah, on the TV. There was an entire movie too, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like the whole hour long segment where you could definitely deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely good list. What are yours, buddy? Okay, uh, we already talked about one a little bit, but uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, yeah, you you actually got me on that, or when I first played it, I'm pretty sure you were okay. talking about it. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, that's one of my. All-time favorite RPGs good game. ever. Origins I, is my favorite, but I see why. I yeah, see why you yeah, love Inquisition yeah. more. I I remember I had rented it and didn't really like it, but then after talking to you, like I rediscovered it, and then, like I think it's amazing. So yeah. I remember beating it; it was super cool. Favorite and party party character? My favorite party character? Yeah. Um, definitely Cassandra. That's who. Cassandra's my romance great. option. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, I really wanted to romance Sarah, but I couldn't if you're a male. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. So that's why I started to play as a female. Yep. Just so I could romance her because yeah. she's my favorite. Anyway, I had to uninstall it though because of time constraints. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> second honor I mentioned is uh, Resident Evil Seven in VR. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a life changing experience. I would say I first got my VR headset for the PlayStation Four, and when I tried it, mm-hmm. it was awesome. I was super immersed. It was terrifying, legitimately, because it has like three D audio, so people come up behind you. You know what I mean? You That's hear cool, it. man. It was absolutely like terrifying. I remember like scary cowering way. in the corner to to hide from things, and I got so freaked out that I had to stop playing. And the next day, I had to psych myself up, like, "Come on, man, you got this!" <laughs> like to get back in there and, and yeah. finish it. So I ended up finishing it off, and then as soon as I did that, I played it through again in one long session. And I think I beat it in like four hours. So that's awesome. But I was like running through it. It, it is it's legitimately terrifying, but it was super amazing, super immersive VR experience. So I, I fully recommend yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good choice. I was gonna say Hellblade just came to my mind too. Oh yeah, yeah, so many games, so many games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this has been awesome doing this with each of you guys. Super cool. Uh, I was expecting our conversation to even run this long. This is awesome. So, and I love. It's funny going going through some of this like 
you mentioned like Turok and like I started thinking about that 360 game and I'm like I really want to play that game again <laughs> oh, and yeah, you mentioned yeah. Fable and I'm like I never did like play a lot of the Lost Chapters portions of stuff Same. and like never beat Fable 2 I have those but I kind of want to bump them up now so yeah thank you so much guys for for, for joining if you guys like the show um, and want to hit us up anywhere you can do so we have a website at sacrediconhalo.com uh, on there you can find information about our discord that we have and also our patreon page um, as well as a twitter at sacred icon halo uh, but if you want to get in touch with brian or i individually you could do so at brian's bane and me at jovial joshi um, if you guys you know definitely want to hear jeff or justin back on the show at some point let us know, hit us up, and, and we will make that happen because it's so much fun uh, having different people on and talking and stuff like that. So, uh, But, yeah, thank you so much, uh, guys, again. Really yep. appreciate this. Thanks this was super me. fun. Yeah, thanks for having me as well. And as always, guys, you've been listening to the Sacred Icon Halo Podcast. Keep it sacred, guys. Peace.